Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us at the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We've got another episode of Challengers Unplugged going beyond the attic with Jack Maddox. Um, I want to give you guys a heads up. We go over a lot of different subjects that are very traumatizing. Um, and could can, be. It could be traumatizing and could be potentially triggers. So we want to give you a heads up. We also have some very adult-themed conversations throughout this podcast. So probably not the best one to listen to with your kids in the room. But without further ado, we give you... Challengers Unplugged, Beyond the Edit, Jack Maddock. Can you guys hear me? Oh, we can you hear can. you loud and yeah. clear, buddy. Uh, hello. How are you doing, Jack? Good. How are you? Do I need my video on? Is this being recorded video wise? It, no. It's if, you, if you want it on, we don't use the video portion. We just normally have ours on just... You know, for I'll conversation's so can, sake. I'll turn but... on so I can say hi, but yeah, Perfect. I look like terrible hi. right now. Oh, we yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm on four hours sleep, dude, so yeah. I get it. Don't worry. That's why we don't Same. do video. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been like, I was up on there, like, I'm like writing right now. I've got like so much studying to do. And then like, it's just, it's never ending. I look like oh, a yeah. foot. Well, Jack, thank you so much for coming on, man. We, yeah. we're yeah. so excited for this, like. We were, I was just saying before you hopped on, I was like, look, Devin might have been the funniest, you know, cast member throughout the year from what we saw from the edit. But you by far had the line of the year. Oh, with, yeah. I remember what <laughs> I, I everyone. I never forget anything <laughs> anyone ever does to me. <laughs> that is my life motto now. Like. <laughs> it's a good way to live, honestly, because you know what? And I don't mean that in a spiteful way. Like, I'm not like over here being like you know, malice and holding grudges like that. Like, I'm not thinking of you at all, but like when I see you, I'm like, fuck out of my face. Like, I absolutely remember that. Yeah, like this is it. Forgive, but don't forget. Yeah, this isn't 50 first dates. I'm not just forgetting this shit. I remember everything. Exactly. (laughs) So, Jack, uh, thank you so much for hopping on. Uh, My name's Ricky Hayes. Thank you for having me. Um, We've been going back and forth a little bit on Twitter. And then there's my wife, Karina. She's choking on her coffee but i i think she'll be all right um, Hi, sorry and then uh the gentleman holding a baby is tony lance and then yeah. uh, the Aww. other gentleman joining oh my god us. that baby is so cute she's this is so Aubrey. she is six months old and our smallest co-host um <laughs> her her brother has gone to get his hair cut and she was still napping so i just said like Aww. i'll take her if she wakes up i'll bring her down and then she'll go back up later she's such a good god, baby so chill. She's also, she yeah. knew we were talking challenge, so she's, uh, can I have it for a sec? I'll give it back. She's got her Fisher Price kettlebell. Nice. <laughs> that is adorable. Yeah, nice. Already hundred at six months. For a hundred hours. I love it. Yep. <laughs> Getting a pump on. Yep. And then, uh, the other, our other co-host, Josh Chambers. Do I want to just, hey, Jack. Want- <laughs> hello, how are you? I'm good. I've been talking to you a little bit on Twitter back and forth a little bit. Yeah. So I want to thank you so much for coming on. I know you're a busy guy. Um, You know, I I follow you on Twitter. I know you got, you know, school, you've got the physical therapy, you've got everything (laughs) else you're working on. And we'll dive into all of that. Yeah. Um, But I wanted to ask you, first and foremost, um, we we try to do our research and it says that you were born in um, in Philadelphia. Is that correct? I was born in New Jersey. New Jersey. See, I'm kind of near Philadelphia. Is that like on my Wikipedia or something? It's on your challenge, <laughs> your challenge MTV challenge page. So that must have been like where is that where you live now or something? Well, you know what? I, 
I'm from a like right like 15 minutes outside of Philadelphia. It's a small town, so like gotcha. MTV was probably like, well, that doesn't sound great. We're just gonna stay Philadelphia. I don't know. They do it all the time. Like, there's so many challengers that, like, who was it? It was like Derek C. Derek C. Yeah, they said he was from Scottsdale. Like, yeah, like, like if I if I try to tell somebody who's not from this area where I'm from, they're not gonna get it. So it is easier to be like, oh, I'm from Philadelphia, because like, yeah, it's I'm 15 minutes from Center City, but people wouldn't know where. But technically, New Jersey. Yeah. Technically, yeah. Uh, one I wish sense. they would put it as like a like you know like a because they list it as like your hometown, like that's where you were yeah. born. Which it's is like I live in the valley. Like if I was from LA, it would be like you know I'm living in the valley. It's the same <laughs> distance. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I used to live in the Inland Empire, and nobody out of Southern yeah. California knows what that is. So mm-hmm. it's easier just to say LA. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. And so I get that. Like Azusa or like. Oh, no, like uh, Riverside Marino Valley. It was when I was Riverside, really, okay. yeah, yeah, way Inland Empire. <laughs> yeah, way. That's kind of like me saying I'm from Portland, because if I say Vancouver, they're like Washington or BC. They're like, why? Yeah. yeah. People always yeah. forget about the other Vancouver. Yep. And you know what? I know this is not Challenger Jack related at all, but like it's so different on the West Coast where their states are so big so and big the East here. Coast. Everything yeah. is so filled in and on the coast right there. Yeah, I mean, New Jersey is so small and like it's so I mean, I love I just moved back to New Jersey, but I love living here because like it it is a very small state, but it's so like biodiverse within oh, yeah. like, so, like like the beach is right there. You have major cities right there. There's mountains up north. There's farm like it's so but it's this big. So oh, you get just yeah. like a little bit of everything. Yeah, you can get absolutely everything. There's forests. There's whatever you want. That's awesome. So, you recently just moved back from the L.A. area, correct? Yeah, so I left LA because it was like kind of too much working full time the way I was. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, all of that was school. Like, I just I had way too much on my plate and LA is way too expensive for the plate that I had. So I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to plus I want to go. I want to finish my degree here. Yeah. So let's pass on a message from Chauncey. He misses you. Oh, I miss <laughs> yeah. Chauncey. He's such a cool guy. Oh, my God. He's so cool. I, I was like so used. I saw Chauncey like every day of my life for like the last year. And uh, now I just don't. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, one thing we like to do and just kind of give you the background about us and we'll get into stuff about the challenge and, you know, um, time wise. Ahsoka, quiet. Sorry, our dog. <laughs> she wants to be a part of the interview, too. Um, but we want to get into the challenge and all that. But we only get so much of you from an edit, right? You're there for weeks yeah. and weeks and we get like maybe an hour of total screen time of you. Right. And it's yeah. not a good portrayal of who. Jack Maddox is right. Yeah. Um, so first thing I want to kind of start off with with you being born in New Jersey, is that where you were raised as well? And um, if so, yeah. like what were some of the things you were into growing up? Yeah, I um, was born and raised here. I moved to California when I was 21. So I spent, you know, my first 21 years of life in New Jersey and um, it was a vibe. You know, I was able to explore a lot of things when I was younger. When I was a teenager, I would go up to New York and go to nightclubs. And like, that's how I got kind of involved in more of like an artistic avant-garde culture, like a very underground culture. And I was really into raves and things like that. And I just wanted to have a good time when I was younger. <laughs> you know, I was, just, I was really, really obsessed with fashion. And I just mm. wanted to look really cool. And I wanted to play with like every, you know, marker, crayon, like everything and like just make myself absurd. And that's what I did. You know, oh, that's I love that. what made me feel cool at the time. And I always carried that with me, I think. That's awesome. <laughs> that's no. so cool. That's I awesome. love it. Yeah, no. Um, 
So as far as um, because it seemed like from what I when I've been following you that you're pretty into physical training as well. Is that something that you've always been into? Um, That probably happened later on. Um, I would say I started modeling when I was 20. Mm -hmm. But then I was like super, super thin. It Mm. wasn't a lot about fitness. I was just, you know, iced coffee, Adderall, cigarettes. You know, I walk into my agent's office and she would be like, you need to tone that up. And I was like, you know, 150 pounds. I was like, "Mm, how do we do that? (laughs) 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 I like zero body fat. And I'm like, oh, okay. But then I started really getting into fitness. The less I kind of when I started like phasing that out and I didn't have to be so like thin. And I was Mm -hmm. like, hmm. Like adding a little muscle to my body. Oh, this feels good. Cause like I naturally do have a stockier body. Like having a thin body's hard on me. Right. So oh, yeah. I yeah, I got into fitness that way. And then I just loved it. And like that's what made me want to pursue medicine was when I started working in fitness. I was like, I just really like this and I want to take this, you know, all the way. That's yeah. a, that's awesome. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I get that from what you're saying is with mm-hmm. the modeling because they want a certain size and figure to fit the clothes right. It's right. not about the person or their shape by yes, any means. It's hard. It's hard. I remember being like mortified, like how I just said, like being in my agent's office and like literally being like 150 pounds, maybe less, like no food. Like I had like a jar of peanut butter in my fridge. And she really said, like, we need to tone this up. I had like eight abs. And I was like, wh- wow. where else do you want it to go? So then, like, that, <laughs> that really inspired me to get into like the wellness side of fitness culture. Cause like there's two different sides of fitness culture. Yeah. You know, oh, there like, there's is. a really, uh, there's totally two different sides to it. Like, you know, I don't want to be promoting unhealthy things that really aren't healthy for your body. Like I don't want to be promoting unrealistic expectations for people. Like, you know, a lot of people are promoting things and they're really juicing and they're on like five different types of gear and all this shit. And they're just damaging the hell of their bodies just to look good. Yeah, so I've absolutely. Past, yeah, I, I've moved past that. I'm like, OK, we need to like have a performance based body and a body that's going to carry me into old age. Exactly. <laughs> Those are the fitness goals. Absolutely. It's it's making the the most of what you have in for your physique and physiology. Yeah, is what I'm kind of exactly. Absolutely. Now, it, now, is that what you're going to school for right now? Because you said medicine. Um, is that yeah, kind of so, your area of study? Well, yeah. So I'm studying biology right now. Um, that's my major. And I'm going to get my Bachelor of Science in that. And then my goal is to go to medical school because um, I wow. want to be a doctor. So I want to get into sports medicine. So, yeah, I've got a long road ahead of me right now. But That's awesome, though. I love well, it. Adults. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's just amazing. The, the fact that if you and Laurel ever came back to do the challenge after you finished up with school, we could have two doctors on the same <laughs> right? season. We would. Yeah, that would be badass. That's that would so fucking cool. it was kind of, You know, it, it's interesting because like she's one of the main reasons I finally because like I dropped out of high school. So mm-hmm. I was like kind of like a really problematic child. Like I said, I just want to like go out and party and like dress crazy and be cool. I didn't care about education. And then like I started making money other ways. So I didn't, nothing phased me, Mm -hmm. but I had always really lied in that. Like, you know, my mom tells me when I was younger, like you always said, you want to be a doctor, you want to do that. So like, it was kind of like just seeing her succeed. And I was at her graduation. It kind of just, it brings you back into those places. You hang around with the right people. You start making the right decision. Right. It's like, I'm super grateful for our friendship because it's just like one thing leads to another. It's like, that friendship, getting into the fitness realm, caring about my health, all of these things got me into school and like following my passions. And I'm like really good at it. 
So well, and like, that's that's when you know that like you have a really great solid friend and like friendship with somebody is like when that person motivates you and makes you want to like be better. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. something not a lot of people get in their lives. So that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like an old saying that like my grandpa used to say, it's like you hang out with garbage, you're going to stink. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you have bad people around you, like you're going to just keep go to spiral, you know, and down and making bad decisions, expecting different outcomes. But like if you hang out with good people that are doing cool shit with their lives and succeeding and winning. Yep. <laughs> it's going to make you want to do the same. Yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, and it's, you know, I, I if it wasn't on my bingo card that to, this morning when I was talking to Jack that we were going to talk about like that old trope that all our parents told us that you are who you hang out with. Yeah. So, but it's, it's so accurate. So, it's so true. I never realized it until probably like two years ago because mm -hmm. I just didn't care. Like I was just so rambunctious, I guess. And so like get the fuck out of my face for a long time. And like, I just wanted to do whatever the fuck I wanted and just travel the world. And uh, yeah, I just did hang around probably like a lot of terrible people who drained me. But oh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's phenomenal. And, you know, I didn't know this. Like, I, I try to do as much research as possible. Um, and I didn't know this, that you had written, that you've written a book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So I wrote. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. It's called. Um, I'm sorry. It's called uh, Post Traumatic Sex uh, Sex Disorder. And you mm -hmm. got this out in 2020. And it's. If I remember the synopsis, I didn't get a chance to read it yet, but is yeah. uh, kind of your journey and through life as becoming a sex worker and, you know, just enjoying sex as a profession or enjoying sex as a normal person and just different, you know, things that you've experienced. Is that a decent synopsis of it? So I wrote it. Yeah, it, it is poetry that mm -hmm. goes in a sequential order. Mm -hmm. um, from the time that I was about 15 to the time I was at about 21, it was really weird. I had just really weird experiences. Like I said, I dropped out of high school. I dated the wrong people. I was around the wrong people. I um, got into escorting at like 16 years old. And then it just felt like one thing after another, like I couldn't get out. But I learned how to use my body as this way to help me succeed. And I had to, you know, I like... um. I went out on my own when I was 19. Um, I had issues at home, things like that. So I just, I learned how to survive. Then I was dancing, escorting, doing all these things. I was in clubs, making money and it was wild. But then one day I was alone and I was like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Like, yeah. That wasn't normal. That wasn't normal. And then like I went and like, I had like this little baby breakdown, I, you know, linked up with a therapist and they, uh, Cause I had just realized all of like this all at once. And they told me I had like PTSD or something. Cause like, I was just so depressed. And I was like, well, what does that even mean? That's why I titled my book post-traumatic sex disorder. It was kind of like a play on words with that, obviously. Yeah, but, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was, it, it was a really freeing experience to put that out there because I think it's not that uncommon for queer people, specifically gay men to fall down that role because we don't have a lot of mentors around us. Like, even if you have great relationships with your parents, they don't really understand. So once I got a good mentor in my life, who um, was probably my first boss when I was working like a better job, I was his assistant. He was like the first gay person I ever met, you know, and he kind of like took me under his wing and like kind of explained life to me in this way. And I started realizing the things I was doing were like not cool. And like, you know, 
But I yeah. think that that's really important. That was one of those things that fooled me out of there. But yeah, I was able to write a book about it. That was a pretty cool experience to do that. Well, and awesome. I mean, I think it says a lot about who you are that you're willing to put that out there yeah. in the public forum to to you yeah. know to be vulnerable in that in that way. Well, I wanted to put it out there publicly, and I wanted to share that because I knew it wasn't an uncommon thing. Right. Like what mm-hmm. made me really want to write it was I hooked up with this guy and we were having, you know, it was like a grinder hookup or I forget what it was. And, you know, we were having a conversation afterwards. And then he had kind of told me he had been through the same exact thing in his life. Wow. And then like, I was just like, what the fuck? Like this is to me, it always felt like this uncommon traumatizing thing. And I was like, why are so many people falling into this? And you know, at young ages too. Like I was yeah. 16 years old. Like, yeah. Wow. I, I really, I really didn't even have like control over my thoughts, feelings, body. And I was letting other people fully control it. And, you know, I wasn't even fully developed, grown, like all these things. It changes your brain chemistry a little bit. Yeah. So I'm glad that I put that out there. I would like to put out another one. I wrote another one. Um, It's just sitting in my files. I just, I don't know when or if, how it's very different from that one. It's more like introspective thoughts and feelings, how I feel about just different things in the world. Right. Um, less about me and more about society. What's so, going on yeah. in society. Yeah. 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 Hey, I'm going to be wow. honest. That, that's really eye opening to me. Like I, I assume that there was kind of like the same ish, same situation, probably different from what young women see as far as with sex trafficking and getting into yeah. sex work. And I assume that there was, some of that same issue with men yeah. regardless yeah. of straight queer but it, to, to understand that it's actual prevalent it's all really really real like what yeah. you think is probably worse like i almost got trafficked once like completely wow you know oh, when Jesus. i was maybe 17 or 18 i had like met up to like go meet up with a client or whatever and like i would find these clients online on sketchy websites and shit like that and then they were like oh we have this other idea for you uh we want to get you Okay, so like the way they explained to me, they're like, we're going to link you up with this other guy. You're going to go to. They have like this hotel up there called the or something. I'm probably going to get like fought. Like somebody's going to come get me after I talk about this. But in, the, in, in one of the pet, in one of the penthouses there, they do live sex shows with escorts or whatever. And there's like 20 people in the room. Right. And then they said, we'll give you a beeper after you do the show with this other person. And then you have to go to every room because they place bids and like, you know. They were like, you're going to make like 20 grand. Yeah. You know, come up for the weekend. You're going to leave with 20 grand. And I was like, that sounds great. And like, you know, I'm like so young. I need to pay rent. I'm like bright eyed and bushy tailed about the idea. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. this is amazing. And so I'm texting the other guy that I'm supposed to do the show with. They were like, here, take his phone number. He's in Florida. We're going to fly you to here. And then we're going to put you on a private jet. And I was like, great. Like, I've never flown private before. Like, that sounds fabulous. Yeah. And um, I'm texting this kid and we're both like really into each other. Like, it's going to be a great show. We got this. And then he was like, did they tell you we're flying private? And I was like, yeah. He was like, well, I'm not going to go. And I was like, why not? He was like, cause a private plane can land anywhere. Yeah. He was yeah. like, they could take right. us here. And he was like, we may never come home. Yeah. yeah. Like private planes, they can like, you know what I mean? You're not in control. They it's don't have to be charter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I didn't even put two and two together. And he was like, you never get in a private plane if you don't know the person. I was like, well, how would I ever know that? I'm never close to a private plane. Yeah. yeah in hindsight, like that guy saved my life. He saved both of our lives because we probably would have never been seen again. And there probably is wow. still some sex operation and I'm probably got people at my door now. That is crazy. <laughs> oh my wow. God. Wow. 
And yeah. I think, I mean, in with you talking about your other book wow. with society, I think that puts it to a larger question of regulating people based on morality yeah. instead of out of safety and precaution. Like, let's be honest. Um, prostitution is the world's oldest profession, right? Mm -hmm. But when you this put it on great. the black market, there's no regulation. There's no exactly. safety behind it. There's nothing. And and I have a different perspective because we live in Nevada and it's, legal. it's legal here. Yeah. It's yeah. legal and it's regulated. And I totally, you know? I'm so pro, like I'm so pro sex work. Um, you know, like I still, yeah. like, you know, I do porn and stuff. Um, but I'm not, what happened to me, the problem was I was a minor. Yeah, <laughs> like it's exactly. Not, like I'm, not an, I'm not anti this stuff happening, but this stuff happening to minors, how do we prevent that? Exactly. It's well, the real issue. You have to think like between those ages of like even like 16 to 19, like sex, partying, money. Who who's going to say no to that? Like, that sounds like the best no time one. ever. You uh, know what yeah. I mean? And like, I, And when I was young, I really liked it. So I went to a high school with a lot of wealthy kids. Mm -hmm. Like so like three towns went to my high school. And like, I guess I was from like the poor area. You know, and I didn't come from a lot of money, but kids in my high school were showing up in Beamers and having Porsches dropped off, having like these wild Sweet 16s, wild parties. They always like were going out. They had all this money to travel and like it was hard to keep up. So once I started getting a little money in my pocket, I felt cool because like I always struggled fitting in. So I was like, oh, OK, like I can keep up with everybody now a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah, and, I can go on the yeah. trips you know, and yeah, yeah, you can do everything. Yeah. Like, oh, you guys want to go to New York? Let's go to New York. You want to go here? You want to go there? Like, we're going to go do this. So, right. Yeah. Well, and, and to go back to your, your, your point you were saying, as far as, you know, you're not opposed to sex work, you're opposed to minors in sex work. I mean, and there's mm -hmm. multiple yeah. studies that show that, I mean, even, you know, people, their brains aren't done developing until they're like in their early twenties, yeah. like to make yeah. those sound rational decisions that really affect. And, and not to say that it, like ages need to change or anything like that. I'm just bringing up the point, but right. I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful thing that you wrote about this and brought some light to it because yeah. I mean, I, I had really no clue until sitting down here and talking with you about this right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly, I mean, I just, you have to think, where do we go from there now? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm over, I'm over my shit and like my mm -hmm. life is together and I'm in a great place and I'm in stable relationships and I, I love my life. I look yeah. forward to the future, but it's like, how do we help others from this point? Exactly. How do we prevent this? Yeah. It's like my story's out there now. Great. What do we do next? It, 100%. Let's use it as a yeah. starting point, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's a mark yeah. in the sand. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. And, and I think it's a beautiful that, you know, you're talking about your first boss and kind of giving you that influence of like, mm. this is, this is the right way and this is the wrong mm -hmm. way to go about it. And yeah. then you having, from what I'm assuming is a succession of, you know, really positive, influential relationships that have led you to yeah. the direction where you're at, you know? Yeah, pretty much. Like I would, I would gain a little bit from this person, gain a little bit from this person, just take all that knowledge and put it together. And now I feel like, wow, like I understand what I'm supposed to be doing, how to navigate life in a healthy way, how to take care of myself, how to, you know, all of these things that are really important, how to self-regulate, yeah, which is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And, and learning the coping skills to deal with those, you know, those, triggers mm -hmm. yeah i mean because i get i can still get triggered all the time like i am pretty grateful for my relationship and my fiance because he, he he gets it because i mean stuff like that it's, it's not going to go away 
No. Like what I what no. I went through, it's it's not ever gonna go away, but I've learned how to take it as like this like dark, scary force. And it's like, okay, like I'll get really worked up, like something will remind me of something, or like I'll see somebody that'll look like somebody, and it's like full body paralyzation, like and, and yep. it's like, but I I know I know how to bring it right back down and move the fuck on and be very strong about it and not have to like lie in bed for a week, you know. I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And That's beautiful. I mean, I like, love that. The only thing I can really equate to is like, and I've never said this on the show. She knows this, but like, I grew up watching my mom get abused in relationships, physically abused, and it kind of yeah. leads you to the person, a child, seeing that one of two things: either they become an abuser or they're absolutely opposed to it. And it really mm. pushed me to be absolutely opposed to it, one hundred percent. And I think it's the same thing as like, you know, the same situation. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a childhood trauma. That's a, yeah. that's a big childhood trauma. I was just talking about that with my psych professor, that same exact topic, like kids being witness to a lot of violence. I was witness to violence as a kid, too. Yeah. And it's it, it does something because you have these neurons, like the mirror neurons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it does something damaging to them because you're supposed to be learning from the people around you how to mirror and how to how to be an adult and positive influence. And then you see that. So there there is damage yeah. to the brain yeah 100%. absolutely yeah wow god we're going we're going down a road i did not expect this morning <laughs> but i dig it i dig it <laughs> yeah Listen, I, i'm sorry i always go deep that's why yeah. we do what we do oh no 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 don't be that this is exactly yeah. like tony said this is this is why we do what we do and these as yeah. as great as it is to talk about reality tv at the end of the day these are the things that matter you know from Mm -hmm. the the sex work the minors all the way down to what we were talking before with you know the issues in the modeling community you know that's yeah that's stuff that needs to be talked about and needs to be addressed so that people know like you said i'm not the only one going through this and it's okay and normal to feel this way and now what do we do moving forward to change it Mm -hmm. you know so i I love it i i think it's great (laughs) that you came on and and went deep like that so i love it well i Go ahead, Josh. Oh, no, it's just um, I I had just wanted to take a minute to say thank you. And I appreciate this. And I'm so glad that I was able to be on this. But, you know, talking about the history and growing up and seeing, you know, your mother be abused. It just it, it triggered and um, a memory. So I had to take Sorry, a but, but, yeah. but, uh, Thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. I mean, and, and here's the thing. I, I tie it into reality TV real quick. Like that's one of the <laughs> biggest gripes with MTV, right? Is they don't show some of the shit that's really happening. Like the real, like raw discussions that happen, what they're known for, like with real world and mm-hmm. road rules where we yeah. got those really raw discussions and it opens up topics. So yeah. I, I feel like even if these situations are extremely uncomfortable to talk about us broaching the subject, gives somebody else the power to broach it themselves. Yeah. That's what, you know, I, I do wish like, this is one thing and like, I don't want to get into what we're saying for this, but it's like the world is super PC right now. And there's a lot of things that I think people tiptoe around out of fear, but the only way to grow is to have tough conversations with people who aren't like you. Yep. Exactly. That's how Absolutely. And, like, and MTV used to be really known for that. And now it's like everybody, this is an extremely safe space. We all have to think and feel the same way. And it's like, Listen, there is going to be somebody that comes in here and they don't like me or what I've been through or who I am. But let's have that tough conversation. Now, yeah. Let's not just go, oh, we can't talk about it. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. So, I, and, and to give them some benefit of the doubt, I think part of why they do it is to protect their their employees, their cast members, their, their cast talent. members, yeah. their talents. Yes. 
so they don't get canceled or, or something like that. I mean, I think there are some extreme situations that they made mistakes, but we all do. And mm-hmm. that's a whole yeah, other subject. Yeah, everyone makes mistakes. Yeah, and I don't want to bring you down that road, but, you know, I, I think... It, we all agree that they're missing a mark there to yeah. a degree and a, a yeah. huge mark that they used to hit yeah. is, is my issue with it. Well, I don't, I don't even think it's the network. I think it's people self editing themselves out of yes. the fear of being canceled. Like they don't want to, they don't want to go anywhere with anybody. Yeah. They it's, it's not production. It's not the network. Like it, it's, it's both like the people, the individuals want to keep a very specific brand, you know, cause now we have social media where you can make money off of branding yourself. So it's all very different. You know, people are self-producing themselves so they can have this entire brand online and make their money, which is great. It is. I mean, it's uh, to be honest, until we start doing this podcast and realizing the different revenue streams that you can make from Mm -hmm. doing something like this and then then understanding what influencers do. Mm -hmm. And and I use that as a very broad term, but but it's exactly what you do, the self-production and coming from a generation where I've on the edge of that, I, it's still kind of abstract to me. Cause to me, it's, I go to work for 40 hours a week and that's yeah, where I, I put on my work stupid. face. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I know, I know a lot of influencers. I'm friends with it. Even they know it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to tell you that, like, but you know, I'll see if I can find the story. I, yeah, I saw one the other day on Twitter where they had a bunch of influencers in L.A. come to a, a fake like oh, high the end boutique thing? and it was Payless shoes and they were selling. Oh, they were yeah, paying like eight hundred and nine hundred dollars for these Payless shoes, like talking about they're so gorgeous and Great blah, blah, blah. Isn't that crazy. Yeah, yeah, just for a name, right? Wow, crazy! Oh my gosh! I'll be right back. Sarah locked herself out of the house, so she is out in the carport. <laughs> <laughs> we got a new we, last weekend. We bought new locks for the doors because the key just wasn't working anymore. Oh, so how I funny. installed them and everything, but just. And it's got a key, like a keypad now, uh, but just out of habit, she locked the doorknob as well. And we oh, haven't huh. divvied up the keys yet. So she just texted me. She's like, so I know that Aubrey's fine down there, but I can't get inside. So <laughs> I'll be back. No worries, Tony. <laughs> See, that's how I know Tony and Sarah have a more successful relationship than me and you do, because I probably would have texted you. You should pr- probably climb through the window or something. You should probably jump the fence. <laughs> uh, like, I'm in an interview. I can't do shit for you. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. Yeah. Um, that's funny. So getting into reality TV and I'm sure we'll dive back more into more, more different diverse topics as well. But how did uh, X on the peak come about? Uh, They asked me, they just asked asked you. you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They asked me because like my ex gave them my name. So they called me. I didn't. I see. To be, to be completely upfront, other than talking to Marlon, you're really the first person I've ever talked to really about X on the peak. I, 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 I think it's a similar thing where like they just call you like the chat like there is no casting process like they just they're like gotcha. we want these people we're pulling them in gotcha like, okay. that makes sense yeah I, like yeah so i don't know yeah i've never people ask me that question all the time like how do i get on tv how do i do that i don't, I don't know they so, did the right person i don't know yeah, the right person. <laughs> yeah. Dude, props. look props i i give it it's all in the you know sometimes you fall into it <laughs> Look, I guess, yeah, <laughs> it, it is weird how I fell into it, but I, I'm not mad. Like, oh, yeah. At, at one point, like, and, and it's so funny because like a lot of my early poetry was so like anti media culture, anti television, <laughs> anti <laughs> everything that like I'm like part of now, like the part of like my younger self that's like, oh, you fucking like 
sell out and big. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's I, I get it. it. I totally get it. Look, look at the end. Yeah. You can still be punk rock and be a trashy reality star. Yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Look, I grew up like yeah. fuck the corporate lifestyle, fuck rage against the machine, and now here I yeah. am in the corporate world. Like, yeah, let's go ahead and take the thirty thousand foot view on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> two of us. So yeah, let's I get mean, the synergy. I, I always just thought it was like this vapid uh, bullshit world full of fake people, which I'm not that wrong. <laughs> but. I think that's also why I do well in it because like, mm. I really just know how to stick to my guns and I have a lot to offer and I'm not that. So like, I'm like, I guess like the antithesis or the anti-hero or the, I don't fucking right, know. Yeah. I, yeah. I fucking dig it. Um, also real quick. I saw you move. Are you wearing a pair of red and black flannel pajama bottoms right now? Yeah, I am. I, I just wanted to bring this up. Oh. Oh. oh my God, that is incredible. Yes. Men of culture right here. That's, that's what that is. I got up at like 7 a.m. I did like a chapter on molecular biology. And then oh, studied, so, studied some calculus. Did my calculus homework. And then I, went, then I went to the gym and now I'm here. So yeah, I'm in my pajamas. Hello. Yeah. So I normally don't really watch X on the beach, but I put, I found this on, um, I found the peak of love thing on Paramount the other day and I started watching it a little bit, just kind of get a feel for, you know, what the show was. And I had noticed that like in the first like episode or two or whatever, before the X's come in, it was, it was like, nobody knew what the show was. Was that real or like, did you guys really not know what show you were exactly on when you showed up there? They don't tell you, but like, if you're smart, you can put two and you two together. Know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, like when, when production contacted me, they're like, oh, we got your number, you know, from Danny, you know, your ex and blah, blah. And like, it's a new dating show we're doing. Um, and like all your contracts just say untitled dating show for MTV. Mm. And then you get there and then like, as soon as the camera turns on, they're like, you're on X on the beach. And you're like, uh, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I really put it together. <laughs> well, you know what? They did throw me off because there was no beach. They put us on top of a mountain. True, it was a peak. Yeah. It was gorgeous. I will say New Zealand, hands down, like the one of the top places I've ever been in my entire life. Like it, I hear that so often. I, I had such a bad time there. Like I was just not vibing out with what was going on. So when I was about to leave, they still wouldn't let me leave because there were still photo shoots to do. So I was like in this hotel room and I was getting angsty and I was like, I want to go the fuck home. At least let me go explore. So they actually assigned, I guess she was a PA or something. So older lady. <laughs> And she just drove me around all day. We went on a dive bar tour through the town. I was yes. like, I just want to feel normal. I was like, I want to, I was like, I feel like a weirdo. I was like, you've had cameras in my faces for a month now. And they just gave me this lady who was like my babysitter. And I just went from dive bar to dive bar, played pool, drank beer, hung out the locals. And I felt like so calm. And I was like, thank you, MTV. I was like, this oh, is the yeah. nicest thing. Because <laughs> I was like screaming. I was at the hotel screaming at everyone. I was like, I need a, and then. I got a babysitter. <laughs> you just need to get out. The you just, stress, yeah, I couldn't imagine. I, yeah, I was like, I just want to feel like a normal person. I was like, I don't feel normal. I was like, you have me locked in that house. Now I'm locked in this hotel. I was like, I just want to go out and talk to people. Like, you know, yeah. I, want human inter I want human interaction. Absolutely. 
TV people. <laughs> so, Jack, I wanted to ask about this since we're, we were talking about X on the Peak is, um, yeah. you know, obviously you uh, probably one of the best things that came out of this is I would assume meeting Laurel there. Yeah, I mean, that is like we talk about that all the time because we both had shit experiences there. Like Nicole yeah, treated yeah. her like shit. I got treated like shit. Like if you were there, like in the room, it was 10 times worse. It was so tense. So like we just we found each other and we glued to each other. And like it was my first time on TV. I was so uncomfortable and I was being like outcasted by like everybody in the house. And I just was able to like be protected by her. She was kind of just like this. And like, you know, I wanted to like have these deep conversations with her. And I'd be like, Laura, like, I can't with these fucking cameras in my face. She was like, well, then tell them to get the fuck out of your face. She's like, you could tell people what to do. Like, you don't have to like listen to anyone. <laughs> wow. Which is a very moral thing to say. It <laughs> is. I was just going to say, how Laurel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm over here like, Laurel, can you please help me? Like these cameras are making uncomfortable. She's like, tell them to get the fuck out then. Well, look, I, I'm a firm believer that everybody needs that one relationship, whether it's platonic or a real relationship, where if you yeah. are something, you didn't get your mashed potatoes, they're going to speak up for you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, 100 um, percent. Who was it? Who was it that we talked to? I can't remember. But they were saying that, like, there's like times like, you know, in the challenge house or whatever, where. Uh, you know, they want to have a conversation, but like the cameras are there. So they'll just stop and they'll just stare directly into the camera so that they can't use that footage in the actual <laughs> show. They'll just like I, deadpan the camera, the whole conversation. <laughs> I, I talk about drugs when oh, I don't know the cameras there you go. around. Smart. There you go. That's like, smart. I'll, I'll, look in the, I'll, I'll like look in the camera and be like, wow, like I'm so baggied out right now. Like they were giving me baggies. Like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> 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 I'll look at a producer. I'm like, she was giving me a baggie. Like, like, I don't know what's going on. And then, like, the cameras were right now. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, they're gone. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then like, you start is... whispering with, like, your friend. And then you're like, okay, like, now we can, like, communicate, like, in a real way. That's hilarious. Oh That's so smart. That's what kills me yeah. about, like, other reality shows like Big Brother. Like, I couldn't do the being on mic 24-7. No. No. Yeah, Live I beats? I would, I would get yeah. canceled. <laughs> Plain and simple. I, don't know. I think, I don't know. I, I think I would win Big Brother. Oh, you would smash know. Big Brother. You would kill yeah. it, yeah. You would smash I would, Big Brother. I would Brother. like to just go in there and win. Like, I feel like they all come on the challenge. Like, all these people come on MTV now. Like, why can't I just go over there and win? We yeah. talk about that all the time. Like, there needs to be the, the crossover the other way, too. Yeah. Like, you got, like, yep. or Survivor or Amazing Race needs to start pulling from the challenge, Is that, is that like, a, the Amazing Race would be cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to do that. My friend's mom asked me if I would do that with her. I think she would be a good partner. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> that'd be she awesome. Is, she's a beast. She runs, she runs like triathlon. She's like, she's got Ooh. like a million medals in her house. She's like a beast and she's oh, really shit. smart too. And I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's yeah. Any closer I can get to a million dollars, I'm in. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I've got, uh, I started applying for medical school after next year. And the one I want to go to is like 80 grand a year or whatever. So it's like, yeah. I need to win before. <laughs> I need to I've got a timeline I'm trying to keep up. Yeah. Like if I, if I go back for season 39, like my goal is to win. It's like, yeah, y'all are here trying to win for the status. Cause this is, you know, your career. It's like, I don't want to be in debt. Yeah. <laughs> I want to graduate school debt for yeah, it's only you yeah. can't file bankruptcy. Even if, even if I don't win before I could probably still compete like during, like as a resident doctor, Right. You know, because I'll have pay four years of that. And I mean, yeah, because they pay you shit to be a resident, but yeah. at least I'd have free time. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, oh my gosh. I'm hoping for a W before or after medical school. But <laughs> let's do there it. You once, go. Like, once I'm in the thick of my career, I don't ever want to be like publicly anywhere again. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Absolutely. I, I was honestly shocked to see Laurel back this season because I thought as soon as she like graduated and got her degree, I was like, oh, we're never going to see Laurel on TV again. And then she was on 38, and I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, oh, I love her she so got, much. She got to pay that loan off. Yeah. <laughs> free agents. There you go. That free That's agents smart. money isn't the Didn't same as the money long. that they pay now. Yeah. That's right. why she, uh, she needed to win. I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, I did want to ask you this. Did you ever watch the challenge prior to meeting Laurel or, you know, no. before? Go- now, after meeting Laurel, did you start watching it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. What's going on? You didn't watch a single season? I watched, the, I watched a little bit of War of the Worlds 2 because that aired when we were like friends already. You know what I mean? Because yeah. so, that, that was airing when we got home from X on the Beach. And right. um, I was curious. But then... They were so dirty to I, her that season. Oh, I hated that. Yeah, I remember yeah. like seeing the season. Like, like she was like, that, that interrogation, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Where she yeah. was like going off on everybody. But yeah, I didn't know anything about like her and her reputation. I just know her as like this sweet person who's like my <laughs> really good friend. Yeah. And then, then when she asked me to be on the show, that's when I went back and did my like full history. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I made sure I watched the seasons that like, you know, like Cutthroat and Fresh Meat and things like that where she, and like Free Agents, like, you know, where she was like, Big. Yeah, and then I yeah, and then I watched the more recent ones just to understand the recent people. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Wow, it's it was it. I bet that was an interesting, uh, interesting view to get see her as your friend, just your sweet friend Laurel that you met, and then to go back and watch what her reputation on the show is. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense. Like it made total sense because her personality is the same either way. But like that competitive edge is just it, it makes so much sense. Like both sides to it. Uh, yeah, honestly, and I think that a lot of fans and a lot of people forget to factor that point in, like that competitive, that competitive side. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's hard and it's stressful. You're in that house with like 30 different fucking people. It's like a college dorm again, but you got cameras in your face 24 seven. Like, it's just I, I honestly, I admire you guys for being <laughs> able to go into that situation because. I could never, I would have a panic attack and I would be, I would be, I'd be like, I'm out. I'm going home. Bye. I can't do this. Y'all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank you. I just stress stuff. eat. That's what, that's what happens. You just stress eat. <laughs> you like, you think that, like you think that exact thought you're thinking, you're like, oh, I got to get the fuck out of here. Then you just wander into the kitchen. You're like, ooh, catering arrived. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, some that. chicken fingers and some mozzarella sticks. <laughs> oh my god oh yeah i'd be yeah. fucking done i'm so hungry that just made me hungry but i want some mustard i feel like it would be like almost the going home effect too where you go home and like your family's there and your siblings are there and you just revert back some of these people that have been playing season upon season together when they get back in the house you start to see some people regress yes back to yeah exactly how they were the last time they all played together yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's important. The first thing you do when you like get eliminated or when like when you're done is to just get on the flight, go see your family, go be engulfed in like the people that know you like stay in your house for a week, like just hang out with them, like have your mother cook for you. And that is it. Like and you'll instantly snap back like, okay, there I am. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think most of us do that, though. 
Yeah, I think from what I've seen, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's got to be it's got to be such a weird situation to go from where lying is such a big mm-hmm. portion of the game and yeah. being deceitful to someone else to a degree, whether whether that's you're on the good end or the bad end of that, it works good or bad for you. Then yeah. to come back into the natural world where you, you're supposed to have a certain level of integrity and honesty with people. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's got to be a, a culture shock. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think everyone goes home to mom when they're done filming a TV show. <laughs> that's, that, that's the key. I'd call mom as soon as I got off the fucking right as I got to the airport and I wasn't on camera anymore. The minute I had my phone, mom, yeah, yeah. I'm coming yeah. home. That's, yeah. that's always that's always been my first phone call. She's like, oh, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry and I'm tired. I'm coming home. Yeah. Please. <laughs> so, Aww. um. It, I wanted to kind of dive into this um, a little bit as well is we talked about the sex work earlier and then you getting kind of out of that and going, getting your positive influence with your first boss and all that. What led you back into doing sex work as far as pornography? Um, the pandemic. Pandemic. <laughs> um, pandemic definitely did it. And you know what? I'm so glad that I did it because, you know, I mean, I'm still doing it. You know, yeah. I just filmed a scene, but like it's um, inventing an alter ego like Trent and just creating a whole persona like I got reached out to by this guy. You know, we're in the heat of the pandemic and he's like, hey, I think you'd be really great for this. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. Like, you know, I represent, you know, people in the industry. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I really want to do that. Like I was kind of like timid. I was like, you know, are people going to know? Like, so he like helped me create my image. He was like, okay, this is what we're going to do with your hair, your hair color, um, you know, pump, pump up a little bit. It was so weird. Somebody was telling me to gain weight. By other age, it was always like, lose weight. <laughs> gain a little bit of weight, change your hair color, change your name. And he's like, we're going to put you on a flight and we're going to go do this shoot. And we're going to pay you $1,500, whatever it was for the day. Like, was it, it wasn't a lot, you know, because it's your first one. Like, you don't really have a name. Right, it's like yeah. fifteen hundred for the day. I'm like, great. You know, That's I have still, no job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like right before that unemployment was about to run out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, let's. We got to think quick. Yeah. Yeah. You know? We got to make some moves real quick. We got. So I did it, and I never thought I would do it again. And then someone wrote an article, and they were like, Jack is now Trent Marks from MTV. Blah blah. And like there was a tied whole, it all together. I, there was a whole headline about it within like a week. And I was like, oh, oh it was supposed to be a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was supposed to know. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, how, I was like, how did they figure out that was me? I was like, I can't just see like my face. And, yeah. then, um, and then I did another one. And I was like, whatever, secret's out. Somebody wrote an article about yeah. it. I was, like, I, just have to, I was like, I have to roll with this now. Yeah. Okay. Own it, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, so that's what I did. I completely owned it. And then... I've done over a hundred films and then it was just oh, like, wow. I, I slowly just got better and better at it. And it was really liberating in a way because it reclaimed something for me that really traumatized me at one point. Like when yes. I was young, like it was like, I, like sex for me was always really complicated and I had a lot of heavy emotions around it and I don't have those emotions anymore. You were so like, your power. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, love I, that. Stepped into, I stepped into like something that completely traumatized me. I thought everyone in my life and I felt the same way about cameras in general. Like I hated the way the world treated me after X on the beach. Like I didn't ever want to go back on TV again after that. I got really harassed online and things like that. So like 
just stepping into that, but doing it through an alter ego helped me gain my confidence back. So then when I went on the challenge, yeah, I was really in it and just really myself, which was great. I love it. You totally take control of something that had control over you. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, like something that like haunted me for a long time. And like, I've met so many cool people in that industry. Like, you know, I've been to the award shows, like I've won awards and Mm -hmm. there's so many cool paths and like, it, it is what you make of it you know right yeah. right and it's cool because it's like you know as a student it's like okay i can go do a shoot it's gonna take me one day over the weekend and i can make my bills for the entire month for that one month yeah exactly yeah. well and <laughs> so. from kind of from what you're saying and you know from what other people i've heard other people say who have you know kind of explored in both of those areas like you know like escorting and private services and then also like pornography is that it seems like with pornography, kind of that power comes from like, cause, because you have more control over like making that call of whether or not you're going to do that movie or get on that flight or whatever, where in like escorting and private services, it's more of like an expectation when you're with like a certain agency or whatever. Like, so yeah. I, I love that you were able to just take back that, that power from your own sexuality and, and just own that and have it be on your terms. I think that's, that's, how, so that's really how I felt. I, yeah. Really. How I felt. And like, you know, obviously having the alter ego, like I, I thought like, okay, like he was different than me. Like, okay, he's able to be more confident. He's able to right. be all these things. But like, obviously that's you. That's you. Like that is like the real you. So it's just, to me, it was super fun, super liberating. Um, oh, I love that. And I'll do it until my body is not <laughs> able, to. <laughs> able to anymore. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's Good great. For you. Yeah, heck yeah. That's but great. Now, I'm at this point in my career with that because like I, I not to brag, I guess I don't know. I guess like I have like a bigger name in there and like some success. So I'm at this point where it's like I get to really pick and choose the gig. Yes. And yeah, nice. the, the, the what's thrown my way, I get to really choose the studio and like I get to really be part of like what is the theme? What's it going to look like? Who am I going to be with? Like what is this? So like I'm really involved in the other side, like it, because in I the whole setup, do that. yeah, yeah, like it's not just yeah. like I'm clocking in now. Yeah, it's like no, like because I get to shoot not very often, so when I do, it is I get to be so involved, which I like. It's a big deal, well, yeah. And I mean, I really have no insight on other than as a viewer in the pornography world, but <laughs> from what I've understood, though, you mean is, you haven't done it? <laughs> no, and look, this is, I mean, I'm sure there's fetishes for everything, but there's not a big market for this one, all right? Um, if you can think of it, it exists. I was yeah. going to say, there actually is a really big market for, for bigger guys. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, um, what I was going to say is from what I've understood is in in like straight pornography men are looked as more of like kind of like as props where for and what i've heard in in gay pornography it's mm-hmm. you guys are the stars so yes. there's a lot more power yeah. and control and decision making that you're able mm-hmm. to to hold in that position and it probably makes it a much more rewarding uh way of doing your job yeah, yeah. and the straight men aren't making any money i was at talent testing recently i've heard that too. Like, yeah yeah so talent testing i don't know if anybody knows what that is but it's like where we go get our blood work done like mm-hmm. the studio pays for yes. it. You go right before your shoot. They do your blood work, all that. Make sure you're good to go. So I was there and I was in the waiting room and I was talking to this guy and he had like was just getting into the industry. He was like talking to me. And he was on the straight side of things. And he was like talking to the lady and he's like, oh, they're not covering my test today. Like, how much do I owe you? And she's like, oh, it's 150. He's like, what the fuck? They're only paying me $300 for both <gasps> scenes. 
Holy wow. shit. So then, and then they weren't covering his test either. So he was, pay, he was paying for his test out of pocket. And then he had to, to like the difference of that, he was making like $200 or whatever it is. Yeah. That, yeah. Maybe a little bit more. So that's wow. why a lot of the straight dudes, that's why a lot of the straight dudes end up doing gay porn. That's yeah. That's what I've heard is because that's where <laughs> they make their money. At, well, you what know was, what I mean? uh, yeah. what, Josh, what was, uh, God, what's his name? Um, every old, older school. And everybody used to mess with Dustin. him because Dustin, Dustin. Dustin. thank Dustin. you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Like same same thing. And he used to say the exact same thing. Like straight porn artists, straight male, you know, porn yeah. artists don't get paid the way that they should be. That's crazy. And I, I just feel like if you're a straight guy and like that's the route you want to take, just be prepared because I don't want to be on set for twelve hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like usually when you work with a straight guy, it's a, it's a long day because there's so much stopping and starting because they can't stay, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's like just make just sure you can handle that. Prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Just come <laughs> a little bit more prepared. Don't don't make a 12 hour shoot for everyone because that, right. that ain't fun. <laughs> you know, that does not sound fun. That sounds like <laughs> fucking torture. Yeah. Yeah. This is a bad point to do this, um, but I greatly apologize. I have to get off of here and go work you gotta go work um, yeah i do have priorities work, but i didn't want i didn't want to miss this and you know talking to you and you know you're doing the spartan races and i know you were going to do um some some events but uh you're just always so busy and i'm so glad that you were able to come on here and tell your story and for me to be a part of it you already made me cry not once but twice don't ever be sorry it's josh just, is it's a know. good episode when josh cries yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it really is so i i didn't want to miss this and i'm so glad i was a part of it and um i'll reach out to you again later on twitter and thank you again so awesome. I will Thank you, you so soon. much. Yeah. We love you, Josh. Enjoy your day at work. Yeah. You. <laughs> bye. Bye, bye. bye, buddy. And it, I mean, honestly, Jack, <laughs> this is the real reason. I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved you on the challenge, but knowing a little bit of your story from doing a little bit of research that we did, it yeah. was like, Fuck, I'm really excited just to hear about your life experience because don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy talking to people that have been on reality TV for 20 years, but there's something more interesting talking to someone that has lived life. Sorry, our kid's screaming. His iPad game must not be working. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that, the excuse that um, it, it's one of the reasons, you know, like I said, I was so excited to talk to you. So I, a question, I haven't gotten through a lot of X on the peak yet. I've gotten into like episode yeah. two. Obviously you're, you're friends with Laurel from that. Did you make any other friends from the cast? Um, yeah, I still talk to Marlon. I still talk to tyranny. Um, I think that's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious because I, I, I yeah. find it interesting, like in those situations where it's almost like a competitive situation to still be able to make friends in that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Those two, I think, are the only people I've seen. I think the only people I've seen outside of that filming has been um, Laurel, obviously, and then I've hung out with Tyranny outside of filming that show, and Marlon too. Okay, yeah, it, we love Marlon. I've he was actually one of our yeah. first interviews. Um, it, it, really cool guy, interesting story as well. But um, so. Let's get into the challenge. Um, I, I'm assuming you get a call from either production or Laurel saying, hey, do you want to come on the season with Laurel? Is that how it kind of worked? Yeah, Laurel texted me first and asked me if I was cool with it. 
because she didn't want to just like be like okay like this is what we're doing obviously so um yeah because i think they said you know this is kind of our idea we're doing we want people with like you know their ride or die well they didn't say ride or die they said somebody close to you at the time yeah and um so she was like is this something you want to do and i was just like honestly yeah because i was in a really good spot in my life and i wanted to highlight a relationship that was really important to me because i'm just like when win or lose going into something like that i get to share something that i think transpires with an audience you know when you share real moments of your life and that is a really real relationship so when that is when that's the basis of the storyline or whatever is a relationship that is so important to me i'm like yeah i want to share that with the world no absolutely and i I, I, we were talking about how we thought you guys were one of the very few relationships that were actually ride or die relationships. It seemed like a lot of those were more just for camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what? I mean, like if that's your MO, like if you are really in need to do something like that because you're an opportunistic person and you just want to be on TV, that's great. Yeah. But to me, like things, when they line up, they line up and I'm like, wow, like that sounds really cool this is like a vibe like this is us like you know what i mean it was like everything they were telling us it was like okay like this is like such we are that so i was excited to do that i thought i i didn't think it was gonna be um i didn't think everybody else was gonna show up front in yeah <laughs> i didn't know that going well in, i mean so. it's it sort of works as a benefit too right because like everybody who showed up who were like were ride or dies in quotations the communication wasn't there and you could very easily yeah. tell who was there who actually fit the brief because they were the teams that kicked ass because they knew like they had that communication skills and they knew how to work off of each other. Yeah. So I I do want to ask about this day one. You guys are, well, it seems what is day one. You guys are all on the boat together, drinking champagne. And then um, we have that interaction with turbo and Laurel. What was your perspective on that from what you saw? I couldn't believe within the first five minutes, this weirdo was like turning it up for the camera like that. I was like, it, 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 none of it made sense. Cause like, I'm all for like, obviously altercation and you know, people not <laughs> getting along, things like that. Yeah. But it yeah. has to come from this organic place. And it seemed like he just found the one Avenue where like he could start something with her for absolutely no reason, turned up to a hundred. And I was just like, you are so fucking lame. I was just like, you're picking a fight with a woman. Yes. In the first five minutes, like go like I, I was just like jump off the fucking boat. Like I don't. I was just like this is so stupid. It Over put, a champagne glass. It, it was the worst first impression I've ever had of somebody. Like it just made you look like a misogynistic fake TV asshole. Yeah. All those things. And for once, and that came across quite easily. Yeah, it came across yeah. very easily, and <laughs> and that's what I've heard is like when the cameras are weren't around turbo was very different than when he was, uh, when cameras were on. And I'm sure that that goes for a lot of people there as well. He was terrible to be around. Like, I hope they never bring him back. Like, I hope I never have to be on another season with him. Not even because like, I don't want to compete against him because I would love to compete against him. Like you think you're so fucking cool, whatever. I'm still really like, I go crazy. So like, whatever, (laughs) that's you. But like, I just mean like the, the, the living standards, yeah, it was so uncomfortable. He just sucked the air out of the room, like and just. But that that was his mo. That's what he wanted to do. And I'm like, you don't need to do that. Like, so we're so living Dev- here. Like, they, yeah, it's so Devin was accurate with worst wedding guest ever. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah absolutely uh, i remember hearing them go at it it was fucking hilarious devin was just like reading him to like <laughs> filth and like said that right to his face and i was cracking up oh god that part with the dagger fucking killed me yeah he just he doesn't have a sense of humor because the thing is is yeah it's it's a cutthroat competition it's all these things there's a lot of different factors to the tv show but at the end of the day it's a little campy it's a little silly and you have you have to play into the parts of yourself that people poke fun of in order to succeed in that so like if he would have taken that moment and been like, yeah, I'm not going to stab you. Like, ha 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 ha. Like, you know, yeah. whatever. Or like you spin it back around on somebody like bananas is really good at that. Bananas knows what people make fun of him for. And then he makes fun of it before you can say it to him. Yeah. It's yeah. just, you, you, you lean into that campy element of it. And Devin does it too. Like Devin's really good at that. Like all these people that succeed, they understand the silliness of it. And, and and I think I think that's a really important thing. Like if you're not able to poke fun at yourself and laugh at yourself, what are you really fucking doing in life, let alone on reality TV? I mean, the girl that he came with was telling me that when they were training for the show, it was like this like rigorous, intense training, you know, every single day. And he made her disconnect from her family. And like he like stopped talking to people like because the phone thing mm-hmm. to get him mentally in there. Oh, and I was like, that is so fucking extreme. Like, it is never that serious. Like, you're just going to cut everybody off and run 5,000 miles a day, and you still got sent home. Like, yeah. none of that matters, <laughs> you know? Karina walked in the greatest part. Yeah. Um. It's, it, it's all mental. Like, it, it, it's literally all mental. You could be, like, the most pristine, great athlete. And we've seen it on other seasons where, like, they have athletes come in, and, like, they still fuck it up. Yeah, like Lolo Jones. Yeah. It, it's not about being necessarily the best in shape. It's just really about mind over matter and, like, I'm going to fucking do this. That's it. Yeah. Just, just go into that primal state and get it done. I think Anissa's prime example of that is that, you know, she might not be the best athlete, but, you know, she'll she'll overcome to a degree. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And kick ass. I mean, and, yeah. Anissa's, Anissa's in pretty great shape. I mean, her workout regimen, like when I talked to her, she has a lot of fucking CrossFit. I mean, oh, yeah. thank you. That, that OK, yeah. she gets ripped apart. Like, why does she always come on out of shape and not like doesn't yeah. get raised? Like, and that's not on. fair of me to say she's well, that, not out that, of shape. She can. That really outrun. just goes back into kind of like what we were saying earlier, like. She has a functional, very athletic body. Like mm-hmm. people equate, like people equate, like somebody with like you know a shredded ass body as they're in shape. But that night, that might not be the case. Chauncey is a perfect like example. He he even yeah. said he was not. He was built for show, not for, for show. performance. Right. So yes. you can look incredible, but not mm-hmm. actually have the endurance or stamina or exactly. strength to get things done like i if i'm competing my body fat needs to be higher because i naturally have a stocky body so like if i'm super shredded out i'm not going to do well because that's not my body type like i was you know a center when i was a football player like i yeah. I, I have just like that bigger build so that's where i'm my best when i'm like a little chubbier and like you know that's yeah. where my performance is best but like if i were to shred out to try to go compete i probably would have passed out because i would have just been so hungry because I would have to eat this much. Like, well, no. we we saw it with um, we saw it with CT and with Zach. They both died yeah. in finals on a mountain because they couldn't breathe. They were yeah. so they like you know what I mean. Like they were so high up, the oxygen level was so it was so low, and you know their bodies just stacked with muscle, so they they couldn't breathe and they they went and down. You know, so like it's if you look at the bodies of like athletes, like 
you know, I just saw a shoot at a magazine that had some of the Eagles linemen. Mm-hmm. They don't have low body fat for set. No. no. <laughs> they're, just, they're just big guys and they're performing really well. So I hate that Anissa gets like this thing, like she's out of shape. It's just like, that is the body of what an athlete would look like. You know, that mm-hmm. is somebody who's working out constantly. Just because you're not eating in a deficit doesn't mean you're not in shape. Who the fuck wants to eat in a deficit all the time? That is true. That no, one hundred percent. People equate being skinny to being in shape, and it's it's the weirdest it's so thing. Weird. I don't get it. It's yeah. So weird. It's it's not true. It's no. so weird. And like that, uh, just another prime example of like I can't wait till I'm in medicine because even some doctors are still hard on that. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? Exactly. It's weird. Well, like myself personally, like I used to keep my body sitting at like one twenty, one twenty five. And then over the last like four years or so, I've let myself push myself up to about like 145, 150. Yeah. And I'm so much more comfortable there than I was when I was trying to keep my body at 120. You know, like it didn't yeah. feel good. And I feel good now. At my like at, at my skinniest, you know, like when I was doing editorial and stuff, I my diet was so bad. I would do meal replacement shakes. I chain smoked all day. Like took Adderall like I, it was just like I was so unhealthy and I had zero energy like I would lay in bed half the day get like a workout and go back to bed like I, I had no life like I was just always tired always cranky and it's like yeah because you're starving yourself like your body isn't supposed to be this weight you genetically you're just not supposed to be this weight yeah that's it like you know go put on some muscle it doesn't matter you can have a little bit of a belly it doesn't matter and I I'm glad I understand that now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like I, my shoulders are super broad. So if I mm-hmm. look at a set of weights, my shoulders get broad. Like I, if I'm, <laughs> if I'm like, if I'm working out or exercising to lose weight, it's just going to shift the weight where I currently sit and it goes yeah. on my shoulders and then my shirts don't fit any better. They just fit differently. Yeah. But I know that I feel better. That's why I completely train right now. Like all of my workouts uh, are, are so performance based at the moment. And I am not on any kind of diet for like the first time in my life yeah. since I was like 19. Like I'm just <laughs> not, I, I'm making sure I'm hitting all my food group, but I just, I have no need to track macros. I have no need to really track calories. I know what's in what I don't, I don't drink alcohol. So like that, kind of helps that's a big help yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah yeah that's huge and i I was gonna say the fucking the the drama that fell out with tamara's ex-boyfriend on twitter afterwards (gasps) was wild i reached out to him Oh, he reached out to us. I'd never even heard of him before. And he, he's a weirdo. He was like sending us messages and like tagging us in stories about how she's like cheating. She's cheating on him on this show and she lied and all this stuff. And I was just like, I don't know anything. I don't, yeah, it's I don't, like, I don't care. Do. I no, I, I saw him kind of publicly making an ass out of himself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like on the blogs and just commenting like so much. I just shot him a message. I was like, dude, I don't know you. You don't know me, but I just let it go. Like I was there. Like I was like, their their weirdo behavior is gonna look bad enough on TV that you don't need to worry about going to every single challenge news outlet or every single thing yeah. and trying to drag them. I was like, their performance is gonna drag themselves. I was like, just yes. from like guy to guy. I was like, let it go because you look silly. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I'm glad yeah. you did that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know why I felt the need to reach out to him. I just got like secondhand embarrassment from the <laughs> amount of public <laughs> yeah. shaming he was doing. And I, I was just know. like, dude, like bro to bro, like you need to dial it in. Like they're clowns. They're going to look like clowns. Don't make yourself look like that, too. Exactly. Did he take it well? Uh, Kind of. But he like ignored the advice. He was just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, like I get what you're saying, but you like, mm. me, like all <laughs> justification as to why. He needs to keep doing it publicly. And I was like, okay. Well, <laughs> I tried. <laughs> you did, yeah. You did your part. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, what else can you do? I was looking out for you. Cause like when you put your life in the court of public opinion like that, it ain't always fun. No, yeah. no, absolutely yeah. not. And I mean, look, I, I, I found it extremely, um, I guess the best word for it would be karma would be the fact that he said he wanted to go against every single person in elimination. And he did. And then he did. He did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And fucking got wrecked. Wow. And it was just very, uh, very ironic in the whole situation. He walked, around the, he walked around the house, kept saying like, send me into eliminations. Like I've never been in one. I want to like win one. I want to prove myself. So like in my mind, like when me and Laura would like go to do a daily, like, okay, if we win, who are we sending in? He's obviously a top pick because he's saying he wants yeah. to go in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you're going to volunteer, why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're going to volunteer publicly, you just put that target on your back. You just made everyone's life really easy. Yeah, so piss off the least amount of people per exactly. person who says they want to go in. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't get a much, uh, a lot of, you know, the social aspect of yours and Laurel's game as, as apart from you and Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the little relationship we saw there and then you know the falling out that you guys had when they fucking just mm-hmm. threw you in because michelle's scared yeah. um <laughs> so fucking stupid it's but so dumb. um and i'm sure you'll you have a lot more insight on it than we do but um were there other people in the house that you were working with that we didn't really see um yeah not like working with fully but like the way going into the game because i asked laurel about this because i was like do we have alliances do we do things like that she said that is not how i she was like that's not how i play the game i've never gone in with an alliance she was like when we get there you know like if somebody does something for you if you do something for somebody she goes you kind of play tit for tat she's like that's the best way to social currency yeah yes social currency yeah like so we didn't have an alliance but like when somebody would stick their neck out like amber for example like i already trusted amber because like I knew Chauncey, you know, from like real life and all these things. Like, right. I already liked her and trusted her. But then she did something for me to make sure like I wasn't the main vote that first time. So it's like, OK, she stuck her neck out there. You know, we owe her one. We know she's got our back. And like, you know, Olivia and Horacio, we knew they had our back. So like it was just a couple different people. But it felt like when I, I made a list in my journal when I was there. The people that we were like kind of that I knew had our backs were both on two different alliances. Yeah, yeah. that's hard. Right. So that's what was the problem was like it, everybody in that game came in on the fence, pre-made alliances, and we did not. Right. So then as we're making natural connections and like, okay, you know, now we have like maybe four teams on our side, but they're on completely different side. Who's that's not gonna work out in anyone's favor? We should have just joined an alliance, but yeah, yeah. So, something I was curious about is bananas and Laurel have like uh, you know a pretty long running yeah. history of working together, yeah. and, friends, I, and yeah. I would assume that you guys saw them at the airport too, or were they on a totally different flight? Bananas wasn't on our flight, no. He came oh, later. okay. They came later, so and that's what I was curious about if it was an actual surprise that he was there at all, or if you guys, yeah, it was. Okay, so and that probably threw a huge wrench in in whatever game you guys were playing up to that point already, too. I think so. Yeah. But I mean, 
it, it was weird because I think a lot of people would have targeted him more if he wasn't with Nani. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think right. a lot of people just really wanted to see her succeed. And they, it was just so happened that they were the ones tied together. He really lucked out because I think if he wasn't, he probably would have been sent home right out, like right from the jump. Well, yeah, well, especially people, with the vacation alliance. Yeah, and people underestimate yeah. Nani too. Like, yeah. But now I know. Now I know. Like, I, I still don't think I'll ever go in the game with some big pre-made alliance or whatever. I still think I'll always play like from day one, like clean yeah. slate. Like that's what Laurel says. You said you, you always walk in every season, clean slate with everybody. Let's see, see how I love fall. that. Like you know, because you don't know people change. You know, you, you she was like, you'll be surprised who you might work with in the future or whatever. But like, unless yeah. royal, like unless they're like somebody that's royally fucked you up before. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. For, for the most part, for the most part, clean slate. Um, yeah, like now I, I, I just I have a little bit more insight to the social game, and that's something that I can't wait to explore because I didn't really get. There was a lot of things I couldn't really explore because mm-hmm. I was playing a very specific thing with my partner. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. Well, and you're in that situation. I mean, you're kind of tied to what they're doing as well, like you're saying, um, yeah. to a degree. And, yeah. I let, and I let her lead the reins on a lot of things, obviously, because uh, who wouldn't? Like, yeah, yeah, who wouldn't? She's it's moral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, she's a fucking goat. She's Let's a fucking real. goat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing I wanted to ask real quick is, I was really surprised by this because it seemed like. From what we saw on the show, of course, it's just an edit that you and Jay had formed like a friendship there and that you yeah. guys were relatively close from what we saw, especially. Yeah. Did you guys know each other prior to going in or was it just meeting at no, the airport? We, we, we started. Yeah, we started getting close. Uh, I don't know. He's just really funny. He's a very yeah. personable. Oh, he's he's a really cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a really cool guy. But in quarantine, like we were like just like stuck in the hotels. We were just like on the phone with each other all day because there's nobody to talk to. Yeah. To hang out with. So like we, we started getting close then and in the house. It was just like, you know, we always had each other's backs. And that's what I told him. Like, I was just like, I got you. We got you. And like I always reassured that. Yeah, I wish they would have shown more of us like hanging out and doing things because it did kind of feel like here's this friendship here. It's not. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think that kind of confuses the audience. But in that environment, like it felt so serious and so big, but like it had only been three weeks. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, but when it's but three when, weeks, twenty four seven, like that's a whole different it, scenario. It, it, it's, yeah. it's like three months. It really is yeah. like three months. It's like you know, pe- people are always like, you know, when the show is airing, like Jack, get the fuck over it. Like you, you just you barely know this person. It's not a close friend. Like you, you don't. But you do when you start. You guys have gotten to know me. I go deep with people pretty fast. So with him, we were going deep and we have a lot of similarities in our life and we have a lot of the same values and a lot of the same things. So it did feel like a real betrayal from like a close friend because I, I we did go deep pretty fast. You yeah. Know? And we have a lot of things that align. Like we're both people that put our mothers first and, you know, we've both been through a lot of the same things. So like there's a lot of things that like you respect about people. And that's yeah, I wish they would have shown more. Yeah, yeah, they they dropped the ball yeah. on on that for sure. Because it did feel rushed, but and that's why I was I was curious if you guys knew each other beforehand because it did seem no. like you guys had a very sincere connection mm-hmm. from the yeah. little bit we did see. I mean, mm-hmm. look, you don't yeah. typically meet someone within a week or two and put together an emo man. That doesn't yeah. usually no. happen. <laughs> yeah, you know. And I think like I don't know because 
everybody else in the house was kind of like doing the showmance thing. Yeah. And so like we were the only ones like I'm in a relationship. He wasn't really vibing with anybody. And it was just like, okay, like let's just hang out all day. You know, everybody else yeah. is too busy on their like storyline. So we just hung right. out all day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And That's it, awesome. It, I liked it. I liked the friendship. I liked all of that. I was really sad. Yeah. Like when it happened, I was like, what? Like what? Because these two are supposed to be friends. Like, <laughs> well, I just felt like it, it was. I don't know. I don't know the backstory behind it, just what we see on TV, but it seemed like it was a lack of Jay putting forth the effort to let Michelle know, look, Laurel's not coming after you unless we give them reason to, because yes. yeah. you know, it seemed like your guys' relationship was strong enough that you wouldn't target each other's ride or die, even if they didn't no. get along. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what Amber tried to explain that to her. Like, you know, they have our back. If you have that, like, it's pretty much like, if that moment never happened, I bet you the final outcome would have been very different. Oh, absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. That, that was a very pivotal moment. Like everybody's final outcome. I felt, I, I think the final four would have been very different. Right. Right. Well, and, yeah. and Tony, wasn't that like Michelle's like thing? Isn't she like known for just being like super fucking paranoid about everything? Like even when she was on survivor and stuff, like to an extent. Yeah. Like it's, she's, I mean, I suppose it comes from, she went her entire season and then the entire all winner season never being voted out. Right. And then into the challenge, too. Yeah. And then into the challenge. So the first time that she was ever eliminated from reality TV was on Spies, Spies Lies, Lies and Allies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say that alone comes with a certain level of inherited paranoia. Yeah. Especially when you're playing for $2 million against however many other winners of survivor yeah yeah i just feel like it's a bad way to go into it i think you know the way jack explained what laurel said as far as going to each season with a clean slate is Mm -hmm. a better way to Mm -hmm. approach it Mm -hmm. because look if you're playing for future seasons you you may never be able to cash in on that yeah yeah no and that's why i was surprised too because we've like we talked on the podcast about how jay and michelle play like survivors where you play for the season that you're on, not for another season because right. for the future. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cause exactly. there's not a lot of opportunities to come back to another season yeah. of survivor unless it fits the theme. So it was weird to see like that much paranoia involved. Now I will say that makes your band the very first band that we've had every single member on the podcast. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> there we yeah. go. Good point. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> it may, we, we've been talking about, um, getting in the studio and actually putting out our song. That's what he was saying. That is, he, that yeah. is a thing, yeah. Dude, That's if, awesome. if that happens, you guys put on Apple Music, I will pay for it right away. Immediately. He texted me and was like, we should actually, like, no joke, go to the studio and finish this. And I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. I'm not totally opposed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So before we we jump into um you know the the next stage which obviously we're coming up on the elimination i wanted to jump back really quick because you you had said that you know you were pretty close with and working with Arasio and olivia in the game uh, mm-hmm. but it, it, if people actually remember you know when the season started like 25 years ago um <laughs> olivia and Arasio were only admitted into the game because emmy quit no it was they, uh, Casey they came into the was game it Casey and lockdown. Kenny? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Casey and okay, Kenny okay. came back because Emmy quit. Because yeah. Emmy quit. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. 
that also would have changed that also would have changed the main dynamics of Casey was never there. I mean, because that's they such had a strong never came bond. Back? Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Wow, that would have been nuts. Yeah. If Emmy wouldn't have quit, like, yeah, yeah. There's so there's so many little factors that would have changed the entire outcome. But that's a that's everything. It's always always the little things. Yeah. So my my question is, and 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 I'm mainly bringing this up not to spotlight the wrong people for any reason, but because (laughs) the fans have a lot of questions about this girl with the pink hair comment (laughs) name. Where it comes from, what happened with that? Why are you the girl with the pink hair? Is that just like a, an insult she was trying to throw at you? Or like, what happened with that? Yeah, it was an insult. I made it my Twitter name at one point. I, I know, I loved it. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. I, I love that. Um, no, it was like, I guess like the truth about her exit was coming out or whatever. And Corey Lay had tweeted something. And then I responded back to his tweet. Like, you know. Right, right, right. Something about how she got fined. Maybe that was why she quit mm. too. Because she was yet she, she was yelling at production. I know she had gotten fined. I know like blah blah. And then I was just you know whatever it is. So yeah, I tweeted something about her, and then she was like on her story like haha, like the girl with the pink hair like says that I like didn't even get didn't even get paid, and like yes, baby, I got paid to quit. And I was like, girl, it's in all of our contracts. If you voluntarily quit, there is no money. You don't get paid. Yeah. Everybody knows everyone, that. Everyone knows that. That's not that's every single reality show. If you walk off of it, that's you it. You don't get paid. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. Look, I thought that was pretty funny, though. I loved how you changed your Twitter name to that. Like, it was perfect. Well, it goes back to like, you know, first of all, top notch. Uh, top-notch accent on that one that was really good (laughs) (laughs) i I really appreciate a good german accent (laughs) but um you know i think it goes back to what what you were saying earlier and and part of turbo's downfall is like if you can't poke fun at yourself yeah and have a little bit of fun what are you really doing it's like mt it's like uh devin changing his his fucking what twitter bio to say pussy level two or pussy chicken level exactly, two or whatever yeah. you know what I mean? know how to, if you can't poke fun at yourself you're never gonna make it in any media i don't think no agreed 100 percent. so and what i did want to ask you about was with um you know we we got into this in regards to on twitter and you brought us up, which is, you know, the way amber is being portrayed by a lot of these people and what mm-hmm. we see in the edit and it seems like, at least from our perspective, because all we know is the edit is she gets a lot of fucking hate for being pretty straightforward and honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is is that the vibe you get from her, too? Or she I think that's exactly the reason she really is somebody that is so confident in themselves. She has nobody to impress. She has no like M.O. Like she has no ulterior motive. She has no she just is who she is. Her mm-hmm. heart's on her sleeve. And she's one of the nicest, most genuine people I think I've ever met. So yeah. it's so interesting that it disturbs all these other people that much because she is these things. It's like, why is that what's disturbing you about somebody like that? Why is that disrupting your spirit? It's, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my thing is it's like it, it, it's almost people are like, oh, well, she's she's so nice she must it, it's fake nice and it's like so you're mad no. because she's nice like I, they, they, I, they make what? her feel like an outsider <laughs> a little bit which i really don't like you know no. and as somebody who struggled to like fit in their entire life when i see somebody get treated like an outsider it really just pisses me off mm-hmm. likewise so, yeah yeah absolutely well and i i think part of it does equate to jealousy uh, 
from just an assumption, the mm-hmm. fact that she yeah. came on one season, got partnered with CT and won a final. You Darrell know what I mean? Darrell yeah. and CT. Darrell and CT. Yeah. 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 I mean, and so, then, you know, you got people that have been doing this for 15 years. I've never won a final. Yeah. You know but just I mean? say that. Just say yeah. that. Like, if that's your beef, it's like, damn, girl. Like, I wish I could have pulled that off. Like, you know, my yeah. first go around. Like, yeah. there's no reason to have, like, the shade thing. Like, I've heard, like, other people say, like, other things about her. And it's just, it's not settling. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. that's the I think the part from the fandom that confuses us so much is because everything we've seen in the three seasons, she comes off as genuine and honest and upfront yeah. and like she's not playing a deceitful game or mm-hmm. being a backstabber. So like where's all the hate coming no. from? Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? it's I, just I have, odd. I have no idea. Especially because she gets ragged on for working with the rookies and you're just like, Okay, so I'm gonna play you a scenario. The vets don't consider you a vet and don't want to work with you. What is your alternative? Yeah. Like <laughs> that was like the thing. Like I remember having a conversation with people and I was just like like about like the vets or whatever. I was like trying to like navigate things and they were like, you know, she's not really a vet. She doesn't have what we have. And I was like, mm. what do you mean? She's won. You mean a championship? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just like she, she doesn't have all the experience we have. Like, yeah, she might have like, you know, won, but that doesn't make her a vet. Like that was literally what was said. And I was like, what? like i i hate these these fucking random definitions like oh you have to do three seasons and so many eliminations yeah. and have a bad dream in order to be a vet it's <laughs> like what the fuck man you do one season as long as you're not the first one eliminated i i consider your rookie season over at that point yeah. you are now a vet yeah, yeah. it, it yeah, makes I, no sense i don't get it i i thought i i remember being like very shocked by that being said Mm-hmm. in the house yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's odd it's weird for sure i guess they didn't air that for other reasons <laughs> well I, fuck, half the shit they don't air i mean we were talking about last yeah. night just watching the final mm-hmm. and they're running and it's middle of the day and then all of a sudden the next it's point night. it's it's nighttime it's like so what happened to the six hours in between <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like and i guess yeah. production, <laughs> production's got a rig and set up but like there's we a ran lot for nine out. hours straight it's fine yeah. <laughs> what no yeah. i'm and, not buying that <laughs> well and it's the same like you just said like there's there's so much left out that leaves us just looking at situations that they're trying to tell a story on that we're like well what the fuck that doesn't make sense yeah yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the episodes are fairly long. Yeah. And they yeah, were an hour and a half all season. They're an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, look, here's the thing. We don't need every episode to get a recap on why these people are why why some of the people are ride or dies. Like we get it. You're ride or dies. We don't need to recap every episode. Tell us what's going on that's leading the game, to these yeah. decisions that are happening. I only I only watched the first couple episodes, so I don't really know. Yeah, no, they did it every episode. It was always the just time. like the first like seven minutes is always just a montage of each of the teams sitting around talking about how much they love each other and why they're ride or dies. And it's like, we just saw this for the past seven episodes. Like, let's just do an hour <laughs> episode and move on. Like, what? What is this? That's so interesting. So I, I've really honestly been dying to talk to you about this part. First of all, we know, uh, you know, obviously you had that really awesome looking elimination against kim and colleen first of all that whole like structure and all the colors and the puzzles and stuff like that one was actually pretty cool and you and laurel killed that but i have been dying to talk to you about this elimination of you and laurel versus jordan and anisa and obviously this elimination didn't uh you know come out in your guys's favor but the the moment between you and jordan like that was so cool like watching you guys go against each other but like 
he's still cheering you on and re- and like telling you like great job when you block him and you know so yeah. I just kind of wanted to get like what were your thoughts like in that moment when you were going against Jordan um obviously he's like one of the best to ever play the game um and I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on Jordan and that situation you know I was a little nervous obviously but you know like before me and Laurel did anything all we would do like I guess like off the sides or behind the scenes whatever you want to call it is we would just stare at each other and repeat the rules back and forth. Because that's yeah. the, the, yep. <laughs> the yeah. nature you follow the rules. That's all we would do. We would just like kind of like hold on to each other, repeat the rules back and forth. Like, okay. But there was something about that. She was just so like kind of thrown off guard. Like she was just feeling a little bit differently. Like it was It was so, so emotional. So like I was trying my best to like block all these balls, but at the same time, she's not hitting many. Yeah. So i'm losing time you know so like you know that 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 morale is just slowly dropping like i'm trying to just focus on my part but then i look over and i see no progress happening and then i'm like oh fuck so then my morale just kind of goes down Mm -hmm. a little bit so yeah it sucked yeah the whole thing fucking sucked (laughs) (laughs) yeah no definitely I, i remember the producers asking me like in my otf they were like you know, do you think, you know, your football skills will come into play here? And I was just like, I was a center. Like, this isn't, what is, I was like, I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. I was like, I know how to tackle someone. All right. I'm not really sure. Am um, I allowed to tackle him? <laughs> yeah. You know, but. Um, That's hilarious. It was, it was kind of, it was the mix of both. Like, it was a mix of being a crapshoot elimination where, like, there was a lot of weird factors to it. But also, I. It, just the, the, and this is what I mean. It's a mental aspect that is more important than the physical. Because Laurel has amazing physical capabilities, but if you're not checked in right there, I, like it was just such an emo moment that we had with you know Nani and Bananas telling them like how much she loved like, that tough uh, decision and just like yeah. going against Jordan. You know that's her ex and like all of these things. That's hard. That's hard yeah. to just shake it off and go. I have to fucking like, destroy you. Like yeah. you just have this emotional moment. So you know. No, we didn't do good in that elimination, but you know, that that's proof that it is mental. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's what I was going to ask. Cause I was going to ask if you think, you, cause I feel like Laurel is one of those people where she's capable of so much, like she has far exceeded my expectations since she started this challenge. But I feel like she's one of those where if she beats herself mentally, that's it. There's no coming back yeah. from that. She's just one of those people. And, you know, so I was going to ask if you thought that maybe because of the situation, because of going against Jordan and the Nani and all of that, um, and just feeling beat down from the game, if she had just kind of pre-beaten herself mentally, you know, before even really doing the elimination. Yeah, I I would say so. I don't want to speak on like her behalf. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Conversations that we've had and like, you know, just about that full time there. And like, you know, we've talked about it. And I think we even talk about the reunion. She kind of just like tells me like, you know, you did the best you could. And I'm sorry that I was kind of not there. And it looks yeah. kind of a certain way, but it is what it is. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I felt like I felt like shit about the whole elimination for a while. It was actually until we were filming the reunion. I was at the hotel with and I was hanging out with Darrell. And he kind of like reassured me. He was like, you did amazing. He was like, because it, it was it was long. I know it looked like five minutes and it looked like I just missed all the balls. But like, it wasn't that like yeah. it was long. No. It was intense. It was like a lot of things going on. But obviously the edit made it look like we were just. Bloop. 
Yeah. yeah, it looked like you <laughs> but, were you guys were all winded, so obviously it took a little bit yeah. of time to get through. You yeah, know exactly. What I mean? yeah. yeah, so Darrell kind of like reassured me. He was like, from watching it that way, he was like, you were killing it. He's like, you have what it takes to like be really good at this game. He was like, she was not hitting any of her targets. You were doing the best you could. You ran out of time. Yeah. And then once yeah. I heard him say that, like, I actually did a good job. I don't know why it took, you know, getting that validation from somebody else. But when somebody like Darrell says that, I'm like, oh, okay. It wasn't totally. as, like shit the bed as I thought it was. Right. Yeah. Oh, well, absolutely. Well, it's not, like getting no. a, it's like getting a blessing from the Godfather. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's great. But I think, look, in my personal opinion, from what I saw of you guys on the show, seeing you guys in those eliminations, I mean, I think, I think you'd be a force in the house. I would oh, love yeah. to see you fucking yeah. on multiple different seasons. And shit, I would love to see you guys do an exit season and maybe you and Marlon get partnered together. Oh, that would be so awesome. That would be quite a team. That would be a dynamic <laughs> duo right there. <laughs> There's your money for school. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think Marlon and I would be great. I'm down for that. I'm down. Because we don't know what the next format is going to be. Yeah, like, we could be... sit here and play like all the probability game. I'm going to assume my fair guess is just because we went from close people that we're going to go to the opposite of that. Yeah. That's kind of what we're thinking too. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. thinking it's going to be like Vendetta's two or, or, or rivals, rivals three or four there's, or yeah. five, there's, whatever it is. So there's actually rumor. And I obviously I don't, I don't know if it's true, but I have been hearing rumor that potentially 39 might be another rider dies, but same sex. And I was like, that would actually be kind of interesting, but I would prefer for mm. them to flip it and do like a rivals kind of thing. Yeah. Do the same sex, like how they did with rivals too. Yes. Where yes. two men are do, partnered. In- yeah. If they do another rider dies though, like all TV people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Honestly. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to elaborate or be shady, but just <laughs> no, all no. TV people. Cause it, it, it's important having that little bit of experience. Cause if I didn't have a little experience, I, I can imagine you're terrified in front of the cameras. Like it is, it's scary. So just if you already have that like nervousness gone, then you can focus on the competition so much better. No. And you're so much, you're so much more open and you're so much more yourself. Like, yes. Well, look, I'll elaborate. There were quite a few cast members, rookies this season. I think it was, it was a tell of two sides. It was like, there was either you were great on there and we want to see you back. Or it was, you're not ready yet yeah. because you've never done it and you're not comfortable. And it comes across, we right. can tell who's done it and who hasn't. Oh and yeah. Yeah. Like every discussion that we've ever had, whether it's online or on the podcast bullshitting, it's, we want to see Jack Norris, you know, Olivia Arasio are like the main rookies. We yeah. want to see back Chauncey. And, Chauncey. Yeah. and yeah, you know, if, if we were going to keep calling Amber rookie, I want to see her back too, but she's not a fucking rookie. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but I mean, obviously uh, they're just going to be a rookie for life. For life. <laughs> for life. Yeah. yeah, fucking, yeah in their eyes. Four, four championships girl. down, still a rookie. Still yeah, a rookie, you not know. a She'll be, uh, she'll be a time winner. <laughs> This is Amber's rookie season. Um, <laughs> it's like twenty-one again. Yeah, twenty-one again for the thirteenth oh time. My God, you know, kind that's of thing. Hilarious. Yeah. When our kids are on like Rider Dies Five, and they're like, you know what? <laughs> this is my mom's rookie season, and I'm yeah. really glad to be partnered with her. <laughs> my dad's a vet. He's at home. Yeah, yeah. My dad's actually a vet. But. Oh my God! If they call Chauncey a vet before they call Amber a vet, I will. 
riot. I will riot. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh same. my god. Same. Just be, Absolutely same. Can we just be honest that whatever child they have is going to come out looking like a fucking a model. goddess? Yeah, like a yes. god or goddess. <laughs> Beautiful. I literally texted Amber yesterday and I was just like, how is it growing a person right now? I told What a concept. Oh my gosh, it's I was, crazy. I was talking to Chauncey about it because we talked to him last week and I go, look. We it, talked to, oh yeah, it was last week. Yeah. I thought it was yesterday. I was like, it was yesterday. No, it I, wasn't. I was like, <laughs> I told him, I said, look, for the first three months, three months after that baby's born, there's uh, there's really not much for you to do other than to 100% support mom and whatever. That's that's like your role. And I said, yeah. and then after that, your time with the baby starts happening and it, yeah. it's a lot of fun. But, you know, I was amazed as a first time father, like how many trips I made to the store. It was, it was fun, but that's a, a whole other subject. Yeah. yeah. A lot of errands. Yeah. Um, random errands. Yeah. Yeah. For, <laughs> for random shit, but that's a whole other story. Um, so one thing I did want to ask about is, um, you know, going through this whole experience, I know you've kind of answered the question, but would you be open to do multiple seasons in the future instead of just like 39, like just keep coming back and be a returning cast member? As long as I have time. Um, yeah, because school comes first. Yeah, uh, obviously. But it's it seems to be that the show films right at the end of the semester, which is nice. Um, mm. And that's kind of like that was a conversation Laurel and I had too. And I was like asking if it was a good idea, like should we do it? And she was just like, if you're starting school, she's like, this is how I paid for school. Like this is how, it's a good way because in a month you can make a good amount of money yeah. compared yeah. to you know waiting tables all year long. To yeah, pay for school exactly. and Things like that. So. You know, she was like, it's an absolutely amazing way to pay for school. So that's what kind of sold me on it. And then, um, yeah, I think I would like to try it a couple more times between now and the time like I'm like fully like in my career. I would like to do it as much as I could. Right. And that After that, you're it. done. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then be, yeah, I think that's a good choice. With it. Yeah. And <laughs> while we're on the subject, um, if any of the stories you've told us or things that you brought up, I know you're, you're a pretty open book when it comes to certain things, yeah. but if there's anything mm-hmm. out there that we've talked about um, that you don't want out there, just let us know. We'll, we'll edit it out. It's not a problem at all. Oh no. Yeah. I wouldn't have said it if I didn't want it out there. Perfect. Okay. Well, Perfect. also we don't yeah. want people like showing up at your door, like, because you gave us like a <laughs> breakdown of taken, uh, you know what I mean? I know. Maybe, maybe that, maybe that does need to be edited out. I don't know. Yeah. Cause at the same time, I don't want people because that probably is that probably is still going on yeah we'll edit out the name and everything as far as like I'll, any yeah, identifying I'll, factors that yeah. could like i'll edit out the yeah, state just, and all of that i'll i'll edit yeah. it down so that you know you can still kind of have the story um without any kind yeah. of identifying yeah because i think the stuff, private yeah. jet piece is like actually good info because i would have never known that. i never would have thought of that but that is yeah that is a smart thing if anybody ever asks you to fly private make sure you have them yeah, I, it, well, and that's the thing. It's like very much like you. I've never had an opportunity to fly private, so I don't know those rules. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so like if, if you're giddy, you're excited. So he's like, yeah. oh, I put you on a private. You're like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, that's so cool. Where great. we going, Vegas? Yeah. Let's go. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? All of a sudden you land in fucking Hawthorne, Nevada. You know, it's all bad. Yeah, you're so yeah. much random. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I lost track of where we were going with that. No, that really went off track. But, I don't know where you were going. Um, in, oh, what I wanted to ask is obviously being partnered with Laurel is, you know, your best friend and also like how we all look at her as a goat in the game. But who is like someone else you'd want to be partnered with in a future season outside of just doing like a, a like a free agents where you're you're on your own kind of thing? Male or female? Both. Uh, female Amber. 
Mm, that would it. be so yeah. you guys would work well together yeah. i think yeah yeah we would work well together we have we, we get each other like mm-hmm. in so many ways and she's she's so cool a male mm, well no it's a good question uh probably Darrell. Yeah, i like that i like Darrell, that Darrell, yeah. Darrell or jordan Ooh, i yeah. like that a lot I, too I, yeah I, I get along really well with jordan and i get along well with Darrell because that, that's the important part not only like are like they like yeah. Some of the greatest players I just mentioned, you know, they're right. all champions, but like I also personally get a, a well, like I get along with them. So that's a big factor. You have to have that right dynamic. Otherwise, everything else falls Gotta apart. Got to be able to work together. Yeah. We, we yeah. saw it. <laughs> saw it with Fessy and Mariah. Yeah. 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 Exactly. We saw it I would with... love it. I would love, I would love an individual format too, though, because then it yes. kind of just shows like there, there is no excuse. It's not that, oh, like we, we missed it here. It's like, okay, it's all on you. It's me. all on you. And yeah. Yeah. It, I like those individual formats. Absolutely. It's they're my favorites. My favorite season is the one Laura won, which was free agents. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, never mind. Oh, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to give you the heads up on something, um, uh, me and her are very much in on spoilers. Tony is not. So yes. um, just to kind of mm. give you the heads up on that one. But uh, got it. Uh, yeah. I won't I, repeat anything then. Yeah. Uh, um, but I, dude, I would love to see you in like, Darrell or Jordan paired up. I think that would be, oh, be an so amazing good. pairing. Yeah, I would. I would yeah. even be interested in seeing like if they happen to do a rivals you and Jay. I think that'd be, be really good. I think. I think me and Jay would be great because he's he's really good at competing. Like I could teach him maybe how to politic a little bit better. <laughs> yes, I think. Yes. Yes. Please. Yes. Oh, but, please. No. Jay, Jay is a really good guy. I actually have like a photo like on my phone because. Him and my mom were like doing Jaeger bombs. Like he, I don't know, this whole day. It's, it's a really good picture. Maybe I'll post it. Aww. Like so, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, my I mom was that. at the reunion. Oh my that's gosh, awesome. are you serious? That's amazing. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, this is a really stressful thing, and like, I'm just like a little, you know, Catholic boy from New Jersey. I was like, Mom, will you come to the reunion? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I need you come with me, please. <laughs> and like, I was like nervous how she would get along with everybody. We're at the hotel, and she's up to like 3 a.m. doing Jaeger bombs with the entire cast. And I was just like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, that's so cool. Was she but, yeah. was she on set while you guys were filming the reunion as well? No, she had no interest in going to set. She was out yeah. exploring and. having fun in london yeah well you know what as as a mom of three boys i gotta just say like i hope someday i have that kind of relationship with my sons i think that's incredible that you have such a close such a close relationship uh you know with your mom that you would want her at something you know so monumental like going to that reunion because that's stressful the travel yeah Yeah. so i was like i was like i'm gonna bring my mom and like i want to do things like when we like flew in like me my mom and laurel like everyone was hanging out at the hotel and like, we were like, okay, we're going to go do our own thing. We went to like the opera and we went to dinner. And we're, like, Aww, doing all I like, like, I don't want to go drink wine in the hotel room with everybody. I want to go have fun. Yeah. yeah. Like you're in but, London. Yeah. There's so much to explore. Yeah. There's yeah. so much to do. Yeah. And then I went to Ireland right afterwards, which I had never oh, been. So that was cool. Oh, nice. I bet it's gore. Oh my gosh. I've always wanted to it go there. Gorgeous. It's so beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Cause this was during Christmas time. So it was absolutely oh. gorgeous. I went, I went horseback riding like in the snowy mountains and like it was oh, so picturesque. Man. Like it was everything. 
Oh, that's God, so cool. really What nice. a dream. <laughs> See, I, I tell her this because I've been internationally, not too many places, but like as far as America, I've been pretty much everywhere except for like the Northeast. And I go, if I ever get a chance to be up there, I have to be up there for like three weeks because there's certain things I just know I want to go see. Mm-hmm. And like, a, yeah, film. I want to go back soon because I'm half Irish and I like know where like my family's from. So mm-hmm. I want to go to like that area. Like, you know, they're on the other coast. So like I want to like spend time over there and like get to know like more about the culture and, like and yeah yeah like the culture and stuff yeah exactly no, 100%, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah. that's so cool though it's a vibe. Dude, yeah we did one of those 23 and me and i found out some stuff and i was like of course you find out like half the lies your you know your family, <laughs> your tells, family you. Oh, tells you oh yeah no we've got like a quarter apache and it's none no we none, don't zero like we're mom. all white let's <laughs> see i guess i guess it's because like i guess my family both sides are like third gen on each side so like what they told me was true Oh, wow. but, but I think it's because we just like we haven't like our families have been in America for like you know centuries or whatever. Yeah, right, that makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, like on my grandmother's side, found out that she just came over from like after World War II. But like my grandfather's, they made it sound like they were over like you know third like third generation or something. But no, they came, went back hundreds mm-hmm. of years. I was like, okay, so it was all bullshit. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> um, uh, so one thing that we really like to ask because I'm I'm coming at. To the end of my questions unless yeah, anybody else I, has anything else i don't have any more other than you know our our obligatory uh end <laughs> of the interview uh question <laughs> we so, pretty much hit like all the the highlights yeah i mean so as far as questions typically and that's why i asked who you'd want to be partnered with because typically we ask like what's your mount rushmore of the challenge but from mm-hmm. our conversation i feel like you're not actually a fan of the challenge as much as uh, watching it just to be honest with you so i don't say that i love the challenge what are you talking about let me rephrase that from our conversations you're just such a busy guy that you really don't have the time to dedicate to watch to like all. break down watched, and analyze and pick your top four no i watched almost 10 seasons in that like month and a half like that's impressive i was just binging it was just always on in the background like no matter what i was doing at home like i just had it on and like I would like observe different things about different people, and I was like, okay, don't do that. And then you know, it was just <laughs> so. All right, then here, yeah. then we're gonna edit that out. I'm gonna ask you the obligatory question: Who's your Mount Rushmore for the guys? Uh, and it doesn't have to be who you think is the greatest of all time. Maybe the ones that you just like the most. Yeah. Okay, probably Jordan, Derek Chavez. I love oh, it. Oh yay! Mm, Oh, I forgot his name. Devin. Devin's on mine as well. It was drawing a blank there. I love Devin. I think he's so fucking cool. And Darrell. Awesome. Oh, I love that. Nice. Okay, now, before yeah. we get into the women's, I heard a story that uh, the one of the male cast members that you found most attractive on this season was Devin. Is that accurate? That is true. Everybody had crushes on Devin this season. I, every, everyone was like asking me. Uh, yeah, I think it was on like the challenge podcast they asked me. And I was just like, of, if I were to line up all the men, like if I were to like be interested in everybody, definitely, definitely. He's just, and I'm more of like a, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a look space thing, but mm. he's more, it's, it's a personality thing too. It's a like he's cool to, yeah. yeah, he's cool to hang out with. And I like that. Like, like you can be pretty, but you can be absolutely, you know, harrowing to spend time with. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I mean, look like good sense of humor but yeah. <laughs> humor, humor is everything yeah humor is everything see she she laughs her eyes are You're closed most funny. of the time so it, it works um but 
so for the women's side, who's your Mount Rushmore? Laurel, Veronica, Amber, and I'm trying to think. See one more. Who did I say already? I said Amber, Laurel. Amber, Veronica, Laurel. Yeah. And Veronica. Um Ashley Mitchell. Oh, yeah, there you I'm go. I like, I like that. I like that. Yeah. That's a solid list. Yeah, actually. it is actually. That's really that's, solid. That's somebody, that's somebody I would really love to work with too. Ashley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I think she she's back. so fucking cool. I've never, I've never met her, but like yeah. just watching the show, I think she's so fucking cool. She's just like, I feel like she's somebody like me where like, she just looks at everybody, you know, all the people like putting on a show, putting on a front and she's like, fuck this, fuck that. Like I'm going to do me. <laughs> and like, that's why I feel like I would crack on well with her because yeah. I love that energy. She's she is honestly one of the most entertaining people I've seen on the show. I, 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 I hope her, she yeah. comes back yeah. as well. Yeah. You watched 10 seasons leading up to it. Did you jump around and watch like a specific 10 or did you just go from like the last 10? No, I, I, I did jump around a little bit. Like I watched the, the first one I watched was free agents. Cause I wanted to watch the one where Laurel had won. Mm. I wanted yeah. to see that. I watched a little bit of cut through. Um, and then I started at final reckoning and then oh, nice. I kind of caught up from there. And then that that was a pretty good run. Like it was like Final yeah. Reckoning, oh, yeah. Vendettas, all of those. Like those ones are really entertaining. I thought. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of, yeah. Of everything I watched, like those that that run was my favorite. I think it, it, we've been getting in debates, but like mm-hmm. it, I think they fell off in Total Madness and Double Agents and yeah. Spies Lies. I think Ryder dies is well. Total doing better. Total Madness was just so different. Like they, you know, with the with the COVID Bunker. quarantine and stuff, and they had to do the. It was just it was it was an yeah. odd kind of season, and it, it was, had a different. It was also vibe. my first season that I watched. Yeah. Um, so I was very. You know, I I watched because Jay was on Survivor, and I'm like a diehard mm. Survivor fan. So I started watching it, and then. He just got thrown in every time that there's a male elimination until he went home. I was like, yeah. oh, this is an interesting show. Everybody's <laughs> in a bunker. So while that was going on, I went back to, I think it was, I think it might have been Fresh Meat 2 and worked my way forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just because that's what I had access to on streaming. I'm in Canada um, and that's what we had access to in streaming. So mm-hmm. I've since picked away at most of the other seasons that I haven't seen. I think there's maybe only three or four that I haven't watched, mm-hmm. but it's, it's weird. Cause so my first season was total madness where bananas and Wes were working together. And then I go back and, and then, then I see back, this whole like, rivalry. They hate each and other and get back to where I'm actually watching and they're in cahoots. Yeah. It's so funny. Such a big change. It is. It really <laughs> yeah, is. That's funny. Yeah, it, it, well, watching the evolution too, because Laurel, I mean, even though she hasn't done as many seasons as like someone like Anissa, but, um, you know, seeing the evolution of, of the friendships and relationships and how they change and they're so dynamic, like the banana Wessing, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's super interesting to watch those. And I can imagine going back from like future back and seeing something, she'd be like, what the <laughs> yeah. hell happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm sure I'll <laughs> feel weird one day. Like, I'm going to look back at all this and be like, wow, like, <laughs> yeah, what the was, fuck was I doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, it's like I, I feel grown and like what I'm doing now. And like ten years from now, I'm gonna look back and be like, oh, you <laughs> that's too funny. So, um, one thing I did want to let you know before she Karina asked this question is uh, we want to kind of go over all the things that you're working on and ways that we can support you and the fans can support you. Um, 
and, and we'll go over all the different links to your socials and like your OnlyFans mm-hmm. if you want to do that as well. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, you know, you're giving us your time. The least we can do is promote to a small, <laughs> the small audience pool we have and say, you yeah, know. I don't, I don't have any projects going on right now. Like besides school, I literally, right. I teach during like, I teach a couple classes, like hit classes during the week. Oh, um, nice. The people. Yeah, but I think fans know that because some people come there and they're fans in the gym and they'll ask me for a photo after I train them, which is kind of fun. That is super cool. Yeah, I mean, I I can lead into it a little bit. You know, people obviously it's a fitness. It's a very fitness show. So a lot of people that watch it are probably into that. So then, you know, they come work out with me. Right. So it it definitely helps in that aspect business wise, which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have like no projects going on right now. There might there is two shows besides the challenge that are up in the air right now that might be filmed over the side. It depends. It, you know, I not confirmed for the challenge yet, not confirmed for either of these other things yet. So, but looks like the summer could have three options. Ooh, well, that'd that's be exciting. Awesome. <laughs> I hope you, I hope you, the ones that work best for you. Yeah. Come, you know, happen. I yeah. mean, I think, well, yeah, one, one isn't a competition show. So I, I think I would like that. It seems like, more of a party vibe oh, I nice. think that's what it is yeah i think you just kind of go down to the beach and sit in the house and get drunk or something like that look that look <laughs> I, that sounds like a great vacation to me really though you yeah. know what i mean it, it's it, look i'm a firm believer in and like i said uh I found you very entertaining through the whole portion of your season, but, but make us a promise. If you do go back on reality TV, bring that shirt with you that you had in the confessionals. I think it was like the blue and the gold with the pink and it had like the, the frill on the front. Oh yeah. Oh, I sold that. Yeah. Oh, oh no. buy it back. I love that. Yeah, shirt. I auctioned it. I sell a lot of my um, clothes. I, I just auctioned off my jock shop that I wore my elimination for like mm. uh, almost a thousand dollars. Yeah, well, fans will pay for that shit. For <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, if they're going to do it, I mean, like, Jesus. The amount of yeah, money I've so. seen paid for unworn jerseys, like, it, is, it wasn't even, I just saw it the other day. It was like one of Laurel's unworn jerseys from War of the Worlds 2, and it went for like $1,200 on a fan auction site. I was like, holy we don't shit, she didn't jerseys. even wear it. <laughs> yeah. You, you didn't get yours from this season? No, they don't give them to no. him anymore. I think I think because they I think because they filmed so many seasons down there. I think they just took the letters off. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, th- I think I think they reused them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They don't give them to them anymore. That's interesting. It's I, crazy. Try, I tried. I tried to steal it, and then they ransacked my room. Like the day <laughs> I was leaving, they ransacked my shit. Damn. We like tried so hard. Oh. They took everything like, out of my bag. That's messed that's up. That's like Survivor too. They don't get their torches. Everything goes to auction. So the people who played the season actually then have to bid on their own torch. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it's dumb. Like we should get all this stuff. You should. I want you know your shoes, your saw, like all of that, all of it. Especially the shoes, because I have a shoe guy that buys my shoes. Like any shoe that I wear in any video or anything, he spends a lot of money on them. Those shoes would have went. For, for a, a lot. good amount of money yeah, yeah those ones would have went yeah i mean uh, if you want you can show your shoe right now and we'll you know if you're if you want to make some extra cash we'll, we'll post that wearing, video portion <laughs> okay all right, I'm I'm not, not, yeah, I'm not, yeah i'm not wearing your shoes right now <laughs> um so. but yeah i have nothing to plug nothing to plug but you can follow me on social media uh you can follow me on my only fans you can see what i'm up to i don't really post a lot on social media right now um I have an 18 credit semester at the moment. Oh, I'm just reading. 
I'm kind of just reading and sitting in the house. Um, I get out when I can. Hopefully, I come back this season and fuck some shit up. That's well, what we're, we're hoping. We're definitely for. absolutely. Yeah. That, that's the kind of mood that I'm in. It's like my feet are wet. I can shake off like the nervousness of like you know having to play a certain way and just getting adjusted to things. And now, like mm-hmm. I think I just really I get it. And yeah. It's like I can be a little bit more ruthless. I can be a little bit more aggressive, and I could play a lot better of a game. Which I'm absolutely. Excited to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. We're definitely pulling for you. Yeah, like I'm low key really actually hoping that you and Ashley get partnered for something now. <laughs> that, it just sounds like it sounds like a chaotic victory right there. Like that just sounds like that sounds like. I mean, yeah, she knows how to win. Mm-hmm. She does. I just won't. I don't. I won't piss her off because I, I was gonna say just don't piss her off <laughs> so she doesn't take all your money and yeah. <laughs> don't talk shit about her family. You'll be all right. It's cool. Exactly. <laughs> Not that hard. No, there's simple rules. That's it. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. Karine. No, you're good. Um, so I have this question that I like to ask everybody at the end of the uh, at the end of the interview. Obviously, you know, being on TV and being you know kind of I don't necessarily want to say like an influencer or anything like that that uh, because I don't really see you that way but um, you know you are an influence to you know people who may relate to you or or whatnot once everything's done you're done with reality tv and you move on to your career what message do you want to leave behind for those people who do kind of look to you for inspiration what what message would you want to leave with them wow that's a really good question (laughs) thank you Uh, (laughs) wow That, that was like really touching um you know, I think I'll carry like the same message that I've always carried my entire life. And that is just to stick true to yourself and don't let what's going on around you, you know, like sway you in the wrong direction. Like, don't let that be an excuse to make yourself better. Right. I you love know, it. because shit like life is really fucked up. Life is really difficult. And a lot of the times, I don't know what's going on. I feel like a complete outsider. I don't fit in. I, I all of these issues, but at the end of the day, it's like I have myself. Yeah. So just take care of yourself yeah. and that's it. And I hope that like, you know, even when I'm done with all this and I'm in my career, like, you know, I'm on like, you know, that's why I like writing books, because it's my way of communicating with people in the most honest way I know how. Like I'm good yeah. at writing poetry. I know how to do that. And so hopefully by then it's just like, yeah, because I probably won't be on the internet. I won't be on TV, like things like that. It's just like, you can get a book. <laughs> you can come see me. Like, <laughs> you know, let's go grab a drink. But the message I would like to be, that I would like to leave behind one day is that against all odds, he was true to his fucking self and he took no fucking prisoners and didn't give one fuck. That's I a lot of yeah. cursing, but. No, 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 no. I have goosebumps right now. I love it. That was beautiful. It's perfect. The expletives just add emotion to it. You know, yeah. it's 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 a yeah. raw feeling. Um, look, in my personal opinion, Jack, uh, I knew w- w- that you had a story to tell. Yeah. When just watching on TV and then a little bit of research. But the more we've talked and the more I found out about you, it's it's a hell of a story. And I think I think you writing another book to kind of move on to the next chapter and the other things that you've learned. And mm-hmm. I, I think it would be well played and, and well put and i think you do a really great job with it yeah yeah it has to come at the right time i was thinking yeah. maybe the spring maybe next spring depending on what i'm doing but right. yeah I don't know. Right. It, it is done it's been done for like a year 
It's well, just we'll, sitting there. We'll, we'll definitely be keeping an eye out for that. Um, we're going to have like all of your socials linked below. We'll have your, um, you know, your current book that you have published, uh, Amazon links, all of that down below. Yeah. We'll link your OnlyFans. We'll link. Are you on Cameo as well? I never checked that. They, you know, <laughs> fuck Cameo. Okay. I like it. Fuck I like Cameo. it. <laughs> I, let me let me finish with this. Yes, this is this is my finishing statement on this podcast. Fuck Cameo. They called me every single day last year, like when like the cast came out. They're like, we need to get you on here before the show starts. But it's a really big way to make money. We're going to like promote you. And there's going to be like a whole ad. We're going to run an ad with you. That way, like our people know and everyone knows you're on there. So I was like, oh, God, like you're so annoying. But anyway, so like I'm texting the lady who runs Cameo, like getting approved, set up the profile. I'm like, just fucking do it. Here you go. I wasn't included in the ad. <gasps> she made me rush to accept all this Ugh. shit and get all this shit together. And I sent a complaint. I was like, go fuck yourself. I was like, that was really rude. And she's like, I know that we have new PR people, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you were like calling me every day, trying to get me signed up on this app. That way you guys can make money. And then suddenly, and then, and the split ain't even good. I was going like, to say, cameo, no, they take majority of it. Like, so like, wow. if you want something from me, like I do custom videos on my OnlyFans. If you want to send me a hundred dollars, I will send you a custom video. It ain't oh, a yeah. big deal, but fuck cameo. Oh yeah. Okay. Well then we're just, we're not going to link cameo. Um, we'll just link like your, your <laughs> fuck cameo. No. Uh, but we'll link all your socials, your only fans, all money that. And, hungry. Yeah. They're a money, they're a money hungry company. And I don't like that. They ran the ad. They were like, and it was, I saw the ad. It was like, Oh, like our new rookies are on cameo. And it was only like Annalise, Johnny and someone else. And it was like, you know, it uh, had their links on it and they posted it to their socials. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Where's mine? Like, yeah. You, I didn't understand that you pressured me into doing this in a certain amount of time. I didn't want to really be on this app to begin with. It was weird. I felt, it felt really weird. Yeah. That's fucking like, weird. Okay. That's Good luck with your Annalise cameo. I'm like, what's she going to tell you about? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, they fucked up. They like Johnny Middlebrooks and Annalise, like of all the rookies. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What on. are you Gorgeous doing? Gorgeous people. Gorgeous. Beautiful. People. Yeah. Beautiful. Gorgeous. But beautiful. Look, beautiful gowns. If I yeah, if I want, <laughs> but if I'm getting a message, I want a message from like Jack, or I want a message from fucking like Nerys or something yeah. like that, you know, or or you know maybe Arasio. I don't know Olivia uh, for sure. Like yeah. just weird, yeah. odd choices, odd yeah. choices. Anyways, yeah, fuck off, cameo. Yeah, fuck you, cameo. <laughs> but that being said, behind. I love it. I love it. I love it. We had the we had like the the glowing message, and then we have like you know the the fine print underneath. That's fuck you, cameo. (laughs) I love it. That's how we started off this interview, though. Like Mm, what I said. Like I do not forget shit. I don't get over shit. (laughs) (laughs) That lady who runs cameo, I will think about her till the end of time. Every time I see a cameo poster in my head, I'll go fucking bitch. so uh, full circle i love it i love it so beware if you were to, if you're going into business with jack remember that he remembers everything, everything. so be on your p's and q's all right yeah Let's oh, just be I love honest. it jack dude, thank you so much for coming on man yeah, this was thank you so much for having me yeah that was so much fun yeah, it really was and then um uh very excited for you i'll, oh, I'll, I'll go did ahead. you get song 
Yes, I got okay, a song. Got it's Meek song. Mill. Um, it's in our it's yeah. in our messaging. Okay, chain. perfect. I just um, wanted to make sure you yeah. got it. But yeah, we'll definitely be in touch. Thank cool. you so much. This was awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. It was lovely talking to you. It was a great <laughs> time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. Jack. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Holy shit, guys! That was a lot of fun. That was I didn't, awesome. I didn't I did think not it was going to be two that. hours. I'm I didn't either. I did not think that we were. First of all, especially when we first started talking and we were like. And we were moving so quickly and it was only like 15 minutes into it. And I was like, oh, this is going to be like an hour max and we're going to be done. Cool. Whatever. Great. But no, man, that was incredible. What an incredible life. And I, I, when I say incredible life that he's led, I like I feel weird saying incredible because there's so much like trauma and, you know, there's so there's so much depth to the things that he had to go through. I think incredible story. It's, it's just but I'm just saying, like most people in, uh, associate the word incredible is like this positive thing. And and it's granted a lot of the things that he went through weren't necessarily positive. But like, look what he's been able to do with those experiences and who he's been able to become from that. That is like so many people who would have gone through the, those types of situations. Like, like think about how easy it would be to give up yeah. in, in that type of situation. And he didn't like, he kept pushing through, like he has that, that fighter, that warrior energy, you know what I mean? And it was just, you could really, you could just see it like just spewing off of him. And I loved it, man. It was so awesome to get to know him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's a real Testament once again, to what we were talking about earlier that, like him going through what he went through to where he's at now is a testament to the fact that, you know, you surround yourself with the right people. You, good things are going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like we all already liked him going into the interview. Yeah. But not that I didn't respect him already because I did, but I have a whole new respect for him now. Um, and like, I know we've said it a lot, but this interview is exactly why we do our beyond the edit unplugs or unplug beyond the edit. Like that's yeah. why we do what we do. Because mm -hmm. look at the edit and look at the short period of time we got to see Jack on the show. Mm -hmm. And then think about how much we covered and how much we learned in a two hour period of time. I'm, I'm literally still just like mind blown by oh, what this guy does. Like he does, you know, obviously he has a career in pornography. He is going to school like... <laughs> A like he what did he say this 18. this semester is 18 credits yeah that's that's beyond yeah. full-time holy shit that's beyond full-time that's like almost like double time for school plus he runs you know hit training and and personal training at the i i presume some local gym near him we're gonna actually try to find that so that we can link it for fans but um you know so he does that plus he's he's a writer plus his normal, just every day getting up, going to work out and like whatever, like just how, how do you, I can't even find enough hours in the day to like clean my house, run the podcast and take care of my family. How do you do all your normal everyday shit plus all this other shit? Like I'm just mind blown by just the type of person that he is. He's so, and, and again, it goes back to that you know, who you surround yourself with and what you surround yourself with can have such a big impact on you. But he's just such a driven person. And it makes sense why him and Laurel are so much so close of friends. Yeah, absolutely. And I just just now just processed. Yeah, just bought his book on. Amazon, oh, nice. On there Kindle. you go. Yeah, I so, want to get it, too. Um, 
but yeah, no, I definitely want to check it out. So, and from what I understood and from kind of what he said, it's, it's like a, it's like a poetry book. So it's, it's just like a big collection of poems and like, that is just so cool. And then as soon as we got on, he said he was working on writing. So I don't know if he was working on writing for school or if he's already working on another book, he says he has one ready in the works to be, you know, published and released, you know, hopefully sometime this year, if not next year, uh, which I really look forward to that because Jack has some really interesting takes on things and not interesting, like in, in like a bad way, but like, he just seems very well educated and very well rounded in his thoughts. And I love yes. that. So I'm, I just, I'm absolutely over the moon, just in love with Jack right now. I I like, like you said, I liked him a lot on the show, but I didn't know that I would like him and relate to him as much as I did in the interview. Like, yeah, totally. It he just, he, he shocked me. He shocked me for sure. Not a lot of people come on this, ep- on this podcast and completely shock me because they're so different from, from what I anticipated based on their TV edit. But this is one of them where I was I was thoroughly shocked and I was not shocked, but like surprised. I was surprised by who he really is. In the best is. possible way. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And just how open he is and willing to talk about everything. And, you know, I mean, it's it's you know, it's not something that I talk about because I don't like to give power to those moments. But, you know, there are things that Jack has gone through in his life that I relate to. And, yeah. you know, hearing him talk about those things and then seeing what he's been able to turn those moments into for himself was, you know, it's, it's inspiring to say the very least. And it it just truly, it felt like an honor to be able to have that type of conversation with somebody like Jack. Well, and I think him being open and vulnerable gives people the opportunity to relate and who knows who's going to hear that message mm-hmm. and change things for the positive because of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. look, it's not what we set out to do, but if it's a byproduct of this interview, I fuck, thank God. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And, you know, kudos to him, like you said, for being open and willing to be that vulnerable with us on the uh, on the episode. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was a pleasure to meet him. I really hope that we see more from him in the future. Yes. I don't care if it's challenge. I don't care if it's big brother. I don't care if it's survivor. Although I don't know if he would do so well on survivor. I feel like he'd be a target right out the gate because he's, he's, I don't know if he would just be a lot out there on the Depends island. Depends on people. theme. Right. Yeah. And the theme too, I guess. Um, but like amazing race, like yeah, that would be so there. cool, dude. Like I just, so I, I, I just I thoroughly enjoyed Jack and and meeting him and getting to know him more like strengthened that for me. So like whatever he wants to do, whatever show he wants to go on to make money to pay for that school. I am here. I am rooting for him. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, it's just awesome, awesome, awesome interview. Yeah. Aubrey doesn't come on the podcast for just anyone. Yeah, exactly. No, no, that's <laughs> like the only other time she'll make an appearance is probably for Tyson. Yeah, yeah. if we well, ever, she yeah. came on for she came on for Alex, and then yeah, this is the, this is her second appearance. Yep. Yeah, I yep. mean, we maybe maybe for a future episode, we don't know, but <laughs> maybe who knows what time holds. Um, but look, I I, I want to say this real quick. It, maybe not our most in depth conversation about the challenge that we've ever had with a guest, but by far one of the most well-rounded and 
conversations where we touched multiple different subjects that were of mass importance about real life about real life and i think that's more important which than is the what challenge. this segment is supposed yeah. to be about this is yeah. like tony said gateway yeah like tony said this is why we do the unplugs yeah to have moments like we had with jack to have moments like you know we had with tyler duckworth you know there's just that's why we do the unplugs and uh it, it was just it was awesome to be able to share that moment share those moments you know with jack and be able to bring you know his story to light to people that it may help you know so yeah i, know. I loved it 100 yeah. percent. and look uh, i don't want to keep talking just to talk mm -hmm. i i it's one of those where i feel like let's wrap this up i yeah. think the interview speaks for itself we hope you guys enjoyed it for myself ricky hayes my beautiful wife karina hayes tony stats and info lance and josh motherfucking chambers we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. We want to thank Jack so much for hopping on with us. This yes. has been an absolute blast. And if make sure you guys go check out all the links down below his OnlyFans Instagram. If you want to get, uh, you know, a personalized video from him, just hit him up on OnlyFans or Instagram. Um, you know, like he said, you know, send him a hundred bucks. He'll send you a custom video. But fuck Cameo. Don't go through Cameo. Uh, <laughs> we 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 don't like Cameo anymore. <laughs> But yeah, no, definitely go follow his socials, uh, stay up to date. And like you guys have already said, regardless, regardless if it's on the challenge, it's on television. I'm rooting for Jack and I hope he does uh, well. Best of luck to him in school as well. I know that is no fucking joke. Yeah. But from all of us to you guys, uh, be good to each other, love each other. And uh, we'll we'll see you guys soon. Bye. Later. Bye.